Hey, this is Felix Liu of Felix Comic Art. I'm a huge fan of 11 O'Clock Comics, and you're listening to the 11 O'Clock Comics Podcast. My man. Yikes. That was good. Was it? I liked it. I always liked it, though. I don't even know why you bother saying that. Well, no, that's because I just like to make, <laughs> maybe mix it up a little bit, you know, just so they don't think I fawn all over you, which I kind of do. But, uh, maybe not tonight, that's for sure. Oh, please. You will still, because we'll speak sense, and you'll be like, oh, you know what? You're right. Maybe it's not like that. No, I will not listen to any sense because it's almost flawless. Wanna, and you know what? And it's, it's, it's almost fitting because the fifth element is on TV tonight, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe this will put me in the mood, but it, it so isn't. We I was started. rooting for this. I wanted this to win. Seriously? Yes. Well, yes, you, know, you did. You, I remember you put it out and you were like, you know, hey, I'm up the middle baron. I was like, all right, yep. so it's on there. And I, I did not expect it to, to do as well as it did, but, you know. It's, because it's awesome. <laughs> no, it is. You just, you know, you didn't, you're better. not seeing it. I don't, I don't got, I mean, these. He's not seeing it. Not, oh, my God. But we'll save it for the, the, the meat. Let's not stick it on the bread. Haters. Oh, okay. I would never say haters. I said taters. Oh, taters. Taters. As in potatoes. Right. Right. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Favorite type of potato? Mashed. Oy. That's my least favorite. Is it really? I'm not surprised. Yeah. I do love me some garlic mashed. I I love potato skins with all that bacon Ooh, and cheddar. Hate, hate potato skins. Stop playing. Oh. See what I mean? He's not in his right Dude. mind. Meta barons, Holy potato shit. skins. What's going on? <laughs> shit. What's yours? Been scalloped. Steak fries. Ugh. Love them. Oh, we talked about fries. I mean, you just Eesh. I thought you meant like you know the, the potato itself. I didn't know no, the, the steak fries and then would they have the the skin on some of them? Oh man, I love really? potato wedges. Yeah, like from yeah, yeah. Like from KFC? God. No, not KFC. Like like oh, buffets and shit. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know we were upscale. <laughs> uh, it's, like, we're like giddy Cali. giddy fuckers tonight, aren't we? Oh fuck. That's because we haven't started talking about the book yet. <laughs> well, it is a lot of doom and gloom. It doesn't. It stays downbeat through the entire thing. Mm, it's good. Yeah, you don't want to be in the in the Kastaka clan. It's inevitable you're going to get mutilated, and somebody's going to get raped. Oh, goody. Yep. Mm. And you got to kill your father. So you know. Yeah, that's true. Not a lot of bright spots, but don't disparage the story because it's freaking awesome. All right. Hey, everybody. This is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 515. It's a special number. And I am Vince B. Oof, you are Vince B. And I am David A. Price. Yes, you are. Remember, Buzzer's Gotta Eat too. I'm the Outlaw Josie Wales. Such a good movie. Wow. Talk about downbeat. Can you try that again with some enthusiasm? Not if he's I the was being Josie Wales. Wales, dude. Oh, okay. You were in character. You were in character. Yeah, dog. I was being Josie Wales. Were you squinting? I was squinting. I had a little the, the fucking cigarillo in, my, in the side of my mouth. Okay. 
You're, At least it wasn't hoeing hole. You're not the outlaw, Josie Wales. You're Jason Wood, everybody, in the house for this, our Book of the Month episode focusing on Alejandro Jodorowsky and Juan Jimenez's masterpiece, <clears throat> The Meta Barons, Volume 1, Othon. Now, I think I speak for everyone in letting our patrons know that don't worry, this episode doesn't have to be all about the Book of the Month. It can be part oh. Book of the Month, and then we can talk about other stuff. There oh, was, we are. There, <laughs> there was one very serious error in judgment when this was selected. I'm not saying anything. It's because you not, have not read it. Had you read it, you would have grouped Othan and Anurata together. Because they, well, they are sold in one volume, which is the volume I have. Oh, okay. Well, so but we just did Othon, right? Thankfully. We sh- we should have did both. Stop. <laughs> we should have done both because shortest this, book of the month ever. I think it's like thirty-seven pages. It's fifty-eight. Yeah. Well, no, including Honorata. You mean? No, 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 because Honorata makes it up to like one hundred thirty something. Oh, all right, fifty-eight then. All right, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Time flies um, when you're having fun. And this oh, episode oh. has been brought to you by our butamus patrons. Mm-hmm. They voted on it. They uh, ponied up for it uh, because it is an extra episode a month, and it would not have been possible were it not for those beautiful people on the other end of the computer screens that generously donate to us in many ways uh, that brings you this extra content. So, you know, put them hands together for our patrons. They're awesome people. They heard. They heard our call. I, I did ask for this book to be the pick. Good. Well, I am in the process of cultivating the next batch of books for the January book of the month, uh, which should be posted tomorrow, and we will probably have until, let's say, let's say May. Well. Probably January 10th or 11th will be the day we close the poll and then uh, we'll announce it. Actually, yeah, we'll probably I'll have it closed January 11th in the afternoon so we can announce the winner that evening. That's a cool. Thursday. All right, right on. That is all kinds of awesome. What are you drinking, Mr. Price? Uh, this, this wasn't received today. This was um, – I did receive – a package uh, of three wines from Knocking Point, which is the uh, the the winery owned by Stephen Amel and Andrew Harding. Uh, but this is a bottle that I've had in the uh, cellar, so to speak, for a while now. It, it's it's oh, it's, it's it's at least over a year old. Uh, this is a it's funny. It's playing on words. It's Amel Beck. Because of course his name is Stephen Amel. Uh, it is, and on the back of the bottle it says it's like a regular Malbec, but better. So I'll, mm. I'll let you know because I haven't tried it yet. But uh, the it's I like it when I, I enjoy getting the boxes in the cooler months because that's when he usually they they, they load up on the reds. Uh, although there was a rosé sparkling wine which was I think the brainchild of Emily Bett Rickard, who is Felicity on the show. Uh, and we may crack that open 
on New Year's Eve. We'll see. But yes, so I, I am drinking uh, a Malbec. Well, I want to go right now because you and I are in the Malbec Club. Oh, yay! This oh, episode. Yeah. Hopefully Jason is too. This is, uh, this was a gift. It is from the Cupcake Vineyards. Oh, still on the sweet side, I think. 2015 Mendoza Malbec. And it's good. Well, yeah, and Dap is right. It's a little on the sweet side. Most of the cupcake stuff is. It's it's, it's all in the name. You're right, the name. But it's a little, it's very purpley. Yes. Is that like a proper wine term? Yes, this wine is very purpley. (laughs) But but it is. It is tonight. Yeah. I like it. That's all that really matters, right? And it was given, given to me out of love. Um, I think I screwed the deal for the, the case of wine. I don't think it's going to happen. But we'll see. Oh. Yeah, remember I told you? I don't think yeah. it's going to pan out. Oof. Not my fault. I do have days off during the week. I can't control what happens when I'm not at work on my <laughs> days off. So. <sighs> yes. So, Jason, are we going trifecta for the Malbec? Man, I wish we had chatted beforehand because I have plenty of Malbec up in the crib, but I do not have one open right now. Good. I'm glad you didn't lie. No, I can't. I'm not going to lie. I am actually drinking Prosecco. Hmm. Nino Franco. Uh, they're, they're primo dry. Uh, yeah, we had some Prosecco with, um, with uh, our Christmas brunch. Made some mimosas, as we are wont to do, and... I really enjoyed it, and so we had uh, about a half bottle left of the few that we had for brunch, and I decided to drink that tonight. Sweet. Yes, sir. All right. Yep. Now, let's dig in to this here book of the month. Oh, sucka sucka now. To reiterate, it is the Meta Barons Volume 1, Othan by Alejandro Jodorowsky and... Mr. Jimenez, Juan Jimenez. Beautiful art. Impeccable art, actually. So let's talk about it. I like the art. Well, can we, I think for the sake of the show, maybe, uh, can you, based, and I'm putting you on the spot here, but can you frame where, this is the beginning of the Meta Barons series, but can you maybe frame for us, if you do know offhand? Sure. How this fits in with Meta Baron and the Inkle and all that. This is the beginning and the end. <laughs> in in true Yodorovsky fashion. The when when we see the Meta Bunker and the two mm-hmm. robots, which probably pissed you off to no end. Um when Tonto and Lothar are talking about their master, he is in fact the last Meta Baron in the chain. So all of the things that they're talking about in all of the books of the Meta Barons is all ancient to recent history. And it, it ends with the last Meta Baron. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, I'm not sure where the ankle fits into it, but I do know that it, chronologically, in, in terms of story, I don't know where, the ankle fits, but in terms of when it was created, it was the first Metabaron. That's why uh, Mobius is 
co-creator of the Meta Baron with mm-hmm. with Yodorovsky. So that was the first Meta Baron. But as long as far as the timeline goes, I don't know where that falls in, into it. I I I could tell you, but not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but there's a ton of works that fit into this Meta Baron universe. The Techno Priests is also within that with that uh, Yodorovsky did with Fred Beltran. Uh, you said the ankle. Um, there is the Meta Baron that fits into mm-hmm. obviously. So I mean, this is his magnum opus. He's probably going to be doing this until he dies, in various shapes and forms. And I find it hilarious and quite fitting that everybody was um, jonesing on Yodorowsky's Dune. Mm-hmm. When in fact he's been re- rewriting Dune for his entire career, the the Meta Barons is so indebted to Frank Herbert's Dune. Most of it has precedence within the Dune novel. Like if it, we can go through the whole thing and say, "Oh yeah, the spice is," and I don't want to blow it until we do the the uh, the summary. But there's something in this very first volume that is equivalent to the spice. That causes a huge, mm-hmm. you know, galactic uh, conflagration just because of its mere existence. It changes the status quo. Paul Atreides could be seen as the Meta Baron. You have um, in Dune, you have the Bene Gesserit. Well, later on in the Meta Baron story, you have the Shabda Oud, the witches. So it's like there are, they're very similar. Um, right. And but I mean, if you're going to be inspired by a a novel, Dune is not a bad novel to to base. You know, the, the novel's so rich and so ripe for uh, exploitation. Let's just put it that way. That um, it's kind of hard for for genius not to leach into your consciousness, and that's what Yodorowsky took um, what he thought were the prime pieces of Dune, and he made them his own, and and made something else out of it. I don't think the Meta Barons is in any way, shape, or form better than Dune. But w- having read both of them many times, there are striking similarities to both, both mm-hmm. works. Yeah, yeah, I do I do see that. And I saw a little bit as I was reading it. Um, yeah, that's true. But I mean, l- like I said... You've got me thinking because I really loved the Yodorowsky Dune documentary. Yes. Um, yeah. But I... I did not, for some reason, reson- this did not resonate with me in the same way. Well, it just may have been one of those things where you weren't in the right frame of mind to read it. I don't know. I, I think that was well part of it. Yeah. Um, the mysticism that is inherent to the, the work, um, the, the tarot cards are a major part of anything Jodorowsky writes. Uh, the various archetypes are characters within his books but again not only was it i think um detrimental to appreciating the meta barons only having read the first book when you read the whole saga Mm -hmm. the the whole major arc of the 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 great great grandfather and then we go to the grandfather and the grandmother and when you see it all play out it is a it's a masterpiece but we can't read the entirety of the meta barons for the book of the month that's silly uh, but when you chop it up it's not as pleasing as the whole okay yeah i could see that too because it's a cycle 
Mm-hmm. And it, it plays out time and time again. And and I'll, we'll show them why it's a cycle. Do you want me to do the, the summary of what's going on in this first yeah, book? Yeah, for sure. For okay. Sure. It, um, it begins on a planet named Marmola. And this planet is very unique because it's almost entirely comprised of marble. And that's how the... Uh, Kastakans, which are the the uh, the head honchos of the of the planet, that's how they make their income. They sell marble to the empire. The empire needs marble because in this um, future uh, era, there is a lot of homage paid to the techno priests or the techno pope. They build temples. Uh, there, in this case, the the Imperium wants to build a techno uh, bank. Uh, and a bank is uh, it, it's an, almost an uh, a church to currency. So they've elevated technology and they've elevated commerce to godlike status. Um, most of the citizens of the Imperium um, rely on technology to do everything: mm-hmm. um, their weaponry, their their um, well-being. They're augmented in some way with uh, cybernetic implants or they have robots to do their menial tasks like they technology is the lifeblood of this civilization not so on Kastaka or um, I'm sorry Marmola where I said the uh, Kastakans are the rulers and the head honcho is uh, Baron Berard and he's old school he he uh they they employ primitive weapons on the planet, daggers and cutlasses and swords and nothing energy-based. And um, the uh, Kastakans harbor a very, very precious secret. See, when they cut these giant blocks of marble, uh, they have to be loaded onto a conveyance of some kind. So how, without the benefit of technology, do these giant blocks of Marble make it into these cargo holds. Well, that's the rub. The the Kastakans have a secret, and lurking within the planet is a vast sea of what they called epiphyte. It's an oil that has entry anti gravitic powers. A little bit of oil in a hole drilled in the giant block of um, marble will raise the block up off the surface into the air and enable them to gently transport it into effortlessly, really, um, transport this this block into the cargo hold. So, but they 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 ne- have never let that out. Anyone who came to the planet for marble were wined and dined to the point where they entered a, a delirious stupor. And then that's when they would employ the oil to get the stuff into the ship. And then when the people came out of their haze they found their ship already loaded and like okay you know and as the book opens the uh two emissaries from um the uh merchants guild they're they're descending on the planet and they're like hey anybody ever figure out how they get them blocks into the ship and the one's like no nah, man it's 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 a mystery it's a secret they never let it out but why do we care you know all we care about is if the stuff is loaded don't just don't worry about it. they'll 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 give us um uh, wine and women and song and we'll feel great and then our stuff will be loaded and then we'll just leave. But da, 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 
the uh, the Baron has a daughter named Edna. Um, not a looker by any means. She's mannish, but um, she's loyal to her her pops. And uh, Edna has taken a reformed pirate as a husband. And uh, his name, of course, is Othan. He's the title character. And um, the two of them have born a son, Bari. So they're, they're, they're cutting the, this giant block of marble, and uh, Othan's kind of uh, headstrong, let's just put it that way. And he doesn't, the, 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 the cut had to be made in unison. Everybody with doing their little laser cutting of this, um, this block. And I found it ironic that they don't have any kind of advanced weaponry, but they have massive lasers to cut blocks of marble. But you let that slip. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just let that go. So they're cutting the block of marble and Othan kind of gets ahead of everybody else. And the Baron's like, Othan, dude, pull back. You got to do it in unison. And he doesn't listen. And the block of marble shifts. And, you know, the poop hits the oscillator and Othan ends up trapped underneath the block of marble. And the Baron is uh, reluctant to save him. Because in doing in saving him, they would have had to reveal their secret because the members of the Merchants Guild are there. They're watching them cut the marble, and they were marveling at the precision with which they were doing so. But now Othan's trapped underneath the marble. What do we do? We have uh, Edna, who's, uh, or, who's very uh, willing to sacrifice the secret to save her husband. And the son, Bari, is, is we got to save my dad. And they take a vote and they end up saving Othan. The The secret of the oil is revealed and the Merchant's Guild is like, shit, this is huge. We got to go back to the, to the Imperium and tell them all about it. But when Othan comes out of underneath the block, he's like, why did you save me? You dumbass! You you saved me, and you just you just blew the deal. You you revealed our secret. We're done. This is going to cause the the loss of many 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 lives. Why did you do this? And um, ber, um, the Baron, who didn't really like Othan all that much in the beginning because he wasn't of noble birth, um, now turns the corner on Othan. He's like, you know what? I thought you were a dumbass before but that one sentence you just uttered you're okay in my book buddy because you you want to preserve the tradition but it's all for naught now because the cat's out of the bag so word spreads about this this amazing oil that is on um, marmola and everybody and their brother comes to attack the planet uh greater and lesser races blow the trying to blow the shit out of it but the Imperium comes to save the day because Marmola is loyal to the Imperium, even though they're, they know they're going to have to negotiate for the... The, the, the Empire is going to take the oil. They just want to try and get the best deal they can. Um, so the, the Empire comes and saves the day, but the Empire is blown apart by their own people. The uh, Black Endoguard swoops down, destroys all the Empire ships, and surrounds the Kastakan, um home base, let's just say. So the enemy is 1,500 strong, and uh, the Kastakans are far less than that, and they are armed with swords, 
and daggers and, and non-energy weapons. And here you have the black endo guards outside surrounding the place with these giant laser guns and, and uh, warships and what to do. So the wife says, fuck it. I'm just going to run straight out right at them. We got to, we got to deal with this. And, and Bari goes to join her and Othan breaks his legs, shatters his son's legs. He maims his, his only son. Uh, and he was smart to do that because once Edna gets outside, she confronts the endo guard and they just completely disintegrate her. They obliterate the woman. But there's a precedent in the book because uh, Bernard was was Berard, sorry, was talking to. They were meditating, and he's like, you know, um, he he instigates a fight with Othan, and he lets. Othan get him in a position of vulnerability where he cuts him. Othan cuts the old man, but in cutting him, he leaves himself open for the killing stroke. And that's the kind of thinking that Edna reiterates on the battlefield. She leaves a gaping hole, uh, a vulnerability. She, she sacrifices herself so that Othan can formulate a, pa- a plan to capture or to get the, the Black Endo Guard in a pincher-type formation. Half of his forces go to the right, half of his forces go to the left. They descend, and Othan pretty much takes them apart with nothing more than a dagger. He finds the weak spots in their armor. Um, meanwhile, his buddies are levitating giant blocks of marble and flinging them at the endo guard that's the one sequence in this thing that i absolutely adore when you see these colossal blocks in the sky and they have their soldiers riding on these these marble steeds and they like woo they're flinging them like like cavemen down at these these technologically superior warriors they're being crushed by stones how more primitive can it get right this is yodorowsky speaking he he's he speaks in veiled um, incidents, but he's really saying that all this technology and shit that you guys worship, it ain't nothing. These guys won with stones. Um, so the battle's over and, and the, the Kostakins come out on top. Uh, young Bari's maimed. But, um, and he falls into a funk. He's, he's, yeah. he's disheartened that mom's dead. I can't walk and shit. Um, <laughs> you know, what do I have to live for? So Othan, with all the money that's flowing in, because he brokered a deal with the Empire to not only get a percentage of all the uh, epiphyte sold, but he also got his own planet out of the deal. See, they moved from Marmola to another planet. This is like a tropical paradise with actual... Uh, vegetation and, and, and bodies of water and flora and fauna. And, and it's, it's a beautiful place. And they moved the Kastakin fortress stone by stone to this new planet. So everything's cool, you know, it's great. Um, except that Bari is kind of, uh, down in the dumps. So what does dad do? He buys him a horse. That yeah. doesn't sound like a big deal. You know, I bought my son a horse. Go, go ride. But horses have been extinct for a hell of a long time and they uh they did their genetic wizardry and they engineered a horse it's the only one of its kind anywhere 
it's a white steed and he gives it to Bari and Bari loves the the horse and they go out and they kill things that's that's a fun day he just sees this beautiful bird flying by and he says oh fuck it I kill it and he kills the bird and dad I'm having so much fun um but again the word spreads that there is a horse on the planet and uh thieves come four of them to steal the horse and um the uh how does how does how do i put this um dreams are a huge part of the yodorowsky universe and othan is sleeping and he dreams that bari's uh horse is being stolen um actually he was being given the knowledge that the horse was being stolen so he goes out and and he's like my son's such a dipshit there's no way that he could um foil these these thieves so um viciously he kills three of the the um the thieves and then it's it's all misty and fog shrouded and he sees the silhouette of a, the horse in the in the distance and there's somebody on it he's like all right you bastard i got you now and he flings a spear at what he thinks is the thief and it's not it's his son he kills his only son but um the the last remaining thief is near death picks up a gun and blows away othan's genitals and his his pelvis his lower region he 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 enables him never to uh, receive the pleasures of a woman in the traditional sense. Uh, and he just manages to latch on to the horse, which is named Shazam, by the way. Yes. I, I, for, I forgot to, to say that. And the horse brings him back to the the stronghold. And uh, Othan receives a little bit of uh, cybernetic body parts. And that initiates the tradition within the Metabarons to have their bodies cybernetically enhanced. Um, where Othan did it out of necessity, the others do it out of tradition. Um, so it, it just begins this giant cycle. And um, and that's where the book ends. It kind of leaves it up in the air where it's like, hey, wait a minute, the robots are talking. Wait a minute, if Othan has no gonads and sperm and a winky, how can he possibly have fathered what comes next? And they're like, ah, ha, ha. Um, you'll see, you'll see how that happens. And that's in book two on errata, but that's basically book one. That's all of book one. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think I left anything out. Yeah. Yeah. I adore this series. It's like one of my favorite things. And when you said you were a little bit, well, a lot bit, um, lukewarm on it, I'm like, what? This is classic storytelling. The father killed the son and he lives with the guilt and, all because of you know the they he was saved by people that never should have saved him and it's like so he's got guilt all down the line you know mm-hmm. i love it and the the battle sequence is worth the price of admission with those freaking huge things flying in the air and it's and it's almost understated the battle only takes place on what maybe two pages with with the with yeah. the with the marble, the, I mean the hand to hand fighting. That's that's right. longer, but the marble thing. It's just like, oh yeah, they crushed them with marble. But I think that could have been expanded upon. I would have loved if it was. But on, at, at Jimenez's hands, everything looks beautiful, and it it 
I sh- it should be said that the first volume, Othon, is probably the least sexy book in the entire series. Okay. As it goes on, when you meet Honorata, she is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Classic beauty. And she's often featured... Uh, showcase naked and i mean there's a lot of nudity in this series it's just none of it in the first book which has well, damn i know yeah. uh, we, we should have read the next one then we should <laughs> have we should <laughs> there there's a number of recurring themes in uh the meta barons the uh mutilation of the child by the parent in order to ascend to the 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 throne of the meta baron um, there's a lot of rape in it. Ra- rape is a huge okay. part of it. No, what, I mean, what, but that's not because Yodorowsky loves rape. He's, right. he's saying that for all the advancements these people, uh, mm-hmm. are afforded, they're still living in caves. They're still, right. they're still, uh, primordial man. They, they're, they're motivated by their base urges and, you know, getting it wet at the expense of someone else is, preferable to enlightenment you know so uh, he because yodo's he's an enlightened dude but you saw the the dune documentary he's not yeah. a, he's not above reveling in 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 the base you know enjoyments like sex and and violence his stuff is loaded with it so um he's a he's a genius he's a conundrum yeah he is i think but anyway, I want to hear what you guys thought. Jason, why did this not grab you so much? Nobody wants to listen to me for an hour. Well, you know, it's a good question. I have to, t- I have to tell you, I, I hear you talk about it. You do, you speak on it. You do the recap. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, I'll be about that. If, if we were doing a regular episode and you were breaking this down the way you just brought it down, I'd be like, oh, shit, man, I've been meaning to read the Meta Barons. i got to get on this. So I, I guess my first statement is, I don't feel like I read what you read. <laughs> I don't, like, like I did. You're right. This you just recapped what happened, but I feel like I was enveloped in a lot of pretentious dialogue that masked the underlying kernels that you so beautifully pulled okay. out of it. Well, I have to agree with you that the robots. There's a lot of lofty pseudo techno babble garbage you know oh you're you're making me burn my my uh sensory circuits out you know with this yeah yeah and it's kind of silly and uh, i don't know if you guys have the uh the ultimate edition there's an introduction to the ultimate edition that Mm -hmm. is done by the robots (laughs) you would hate it you would hate it let me um because I, I, I do. We were. I mean, David, David, and I were busting, leading in. Um, but, but I, let me say first though that that the book looks incredible. Oh um, man! I mean, Juan Jimenez. I mean, every page is a sight to behold. In fact, as I'm, uh, as you were recapping, I was just flipping through the book uh, again. Obviously, this time without reading the dialogue, since I was just, and and, and it just visually is incredible. I, I almost wonder if I had just looked at the pictures if I had come away much more uh, into the whole thing. Um, I mean, the, 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 the intricacy of, of the work is incredible. Yep. 
Um, so, so that alone makes it worthy of 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 having read. I mean, that I, it's hard to have art this beautiful and and to say that it was a bust in in the purest sense. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it was a total bust. But but yeah, I just felt that um, that the dialogue was just stilted and and not ah, just just a slog. It felt like the Looking at the book was easy. Reading the book felt like, um, like effort, and and I just, I, I just, it felt like it was setting me up for all of. It was trying to convince me that there was these centuries of history that we were getting a glimpse into the early time of, and I guess maybe because I haven't read anything else about this, it just didn't feel like I should care. I, I didn't. Because I, I didn't, I've never read anything else of this either, so I don't, I don't know if that colored it. Um, I just felt like I was being given nooks and crannies of a of a long-standing lo- like lore that I never really asked to know because I don't even know the basics of the lore. Okay. So I'm thinking it's as much a me thing as a as a as a Yudoroski thing. Um, you know what I mean? Like, like I just, like I don't know. I just don't. I don't know why I should care that they have all these traditions because I don't know what the significance of them are. Is is what what really left me? So I feel like I. It's like, and it's funny too because I'm thinking about like you know I love Moby Dick the book and and a lot of people hate it because it, it one of the big criticisms is that it's just so long and so long winded and there are these chapters that go on and on and on talking about just the most base minutia of whale anatomy or the process of whaling or, or, uh, or getting the oil in the ambergris and, you know, they can go on and on and on and they're very technical. And, uh, that is all true, but, uh, but I, for, for whatever reason that those minutia were things that I mentally bathed in. I loved it. It pulled me in. It made me feel like I was there, made me love it. And I, I guess for some reason, and maybe it was just the mindset of, of knowing that it had to be read, and I and I sat down and read it maybe when I wasn't the right mindset. It just this felt like homework. And this is the first book of the month where it felt like I had to read it because we agreed to read it, not not because I was enjoying it and so glad that we ended up reading it. So, hmm. I don't know. I'm still unclear. Um, it's the minutia that makes these people. The, these strange customs and traditions that, that uh, no, I get that, but yeah, I guess I don't. I don't care though. Like I, like, I don't know. Like <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't care about these people. They don't mean anything to me. So I don't care about their minutia. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Um, How could he have gotten you to care? What, what would you have know. changed about this, if, other than the, if, the dialogue? Maybe if there was an undercurrent of, I guess maybe this was too ambitious in 57 pages trying to give me all of these different layers of history uh, and and symbolism. Maybe if there was a more straightforward, you know, New Hope-esque story underpinning all of this, maybe I would have felt more grounded. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't. I can't tell you. I, I can't tell you what it was. It's more of an emotional thing. I can't tell you. It just it just felt it felt laborious to get through this, and uh, it was only fifty seven pages, so it's the shortest of, of of any book of the month we've done so far. Um, and uh, yeah, I just uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. And maybe because, too, some of the symbolism that was there felt like we've been there, done that um, uh, before. I mean, the father, son, the, the, I, I just, it all felt like, okay, I mean, it just, I don't know, it felt like he was trying to make statements about, about symbolism, but I didn't think they were as profound as he thought they were. Like, it just felt self-important to me. It felt like Yodorovsky thought he was breaking, like, this. you mentioned, it's like his magnum opus. It, I felt like I was reading him saying, look at this grand masterpiece that I'm putting out here for you. And I thought, derivative, I've read better versions of this. Including Dune, by the way. Yeah, which, but, which, the, I mean, the themes of, of this are universal. It goes right back to I, the Bible. I, I, I agree. I know. I know. Listen, I'm not, you're asking me to explain it. I can't tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know. If, if, if Some it was things a, just don't click. It was a grand debate. I can't tell you that I haven't read other or seen other versions of some of these very same symbols and not, it hasn't bothered me and I've enjoyed it. So I don't know. I don't know. Right. That's cool. Maybe if you persevere and read the next two books or something. Well, now uh, that you told me there's going to be nudity in it, I'm, I'm all about it. Oh, there's a ton of nudity in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know, but what about that? He didn't, he, he didn't really vibe with it either. Let's see what's up with him. Uh, um, I I thought it looks great. It's um but even there I felt like some things were missing from panel to panel. That there was I guess there was just there was a disconnect between me and the page and to some degree maybe the writer and the artist and and I just couldn't it may have been my frame of mind while I was reading it, it may, it, it just, um, because we had, we had a couple of weeks to read this and it is a short book. So, so there's really no excuse. And, and I guess uh, Jason kind of hinted at it, that, that it, it felt like homework for some reason. And I don't know why, because this is something that, you know, I, I grew up loving, heavy metal and and this is something that i should absolutely it it should be right up my alley and and i don't know i cannot quite put my finger on why why it isn't and um there are little things that you know i i would i should be looking forward to to finding more about and and it's just it's it's kind of falling flat with me and i i um i don't i it's it's weird man i it there's something i could stare and look at some of these panels forever and then i read some of the dialogue or or the robots narrating and it's like and it it, it just it kind of pulls me out and it it doesn't it doesn't enhance it doesn't add to it for me and and that that i think that bugged me and I think it it just it kind of stuck with me. Not that not that I was resentful. I just it it was hard for me to want to turn the page to find out where the story's going. Um but as I flip ahead and and I see some of what's going on in in Honorata, I I think I will at least finish this volume just, just so I can uh judge it more than just the first the first volume or the first the first chapter of of this story but um 
it, it just it felt like it dragged in some places where where it it probably shouldn't have been dragging for me. Right. One of the things I've noticed about you is you appreciate likable characters. When when there's at least one likable character in a work, you're okay. Um, that's why you, you didn't like Ant Man, irredeemable Ant Man. <laughs> yeah. You know if yeah. you if you can't. Um, shimmy up to at least one person in the book you kind of pull back a little bit and i gotta say throughout the entire saga none of the meta barons are particularly likable um Mm -hmm. i mean they they mutilate their children that's part that's part of that's part of the process right so um in order to ascend you have to endure uh this test much like, you know, Paul sticking his hand in the box, and that's and you and have to believe that Dad has your best intentions at heart when he's taking your arms and legs, you know, or and, he's and ripping your they, ear off. Yeah, and and I think you know he we see what he does to the ear, and and then he puts the the cup over it, and then it took me, it took me a little while to realize that this is. This is the same kid grown up because I'm looking for that fucking cup over his ear, and I'm like, no, that's not. They keep calling him Oton, but where's he's not? He's not mangled. He's not. And then there's a there's another panel where you kind of see his profile, and, and there is a bionic implant, and, and his his ear still is there. It's just not. It's, it wasn't like his father ripped his ear off. Um, but it was it was. I got caught like looking for that because I'm like, well, how is this? That how is this, because this that's not Oton. The the character in the beginning that gets his the kid that gets his ear ripped off, that, that oh. that's not Othon. That's the last Meta Baron. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay. Yeah, because they're talking about the the ritual that um, the bionic parts, and that is the then current Meta Baron. And he's like, "Well, how did all this start?" And then that's okay. when they get into the Othon. Motherfucker. All right. Yeah, it's. I could see where you would. There would be some confusion. Um, I won't say that that's an unnecessary sequence, but it is a. It, the potential for confusion, as you have proven, is ripe because it just it sticks out like a sore thumb. Well, who are these guys? Why don't I ever see them again? You don't. Right. At least in this book, okay. you don't All see right. either yeah. of them okay. in this. You know. All right. So yeah, it's it's a, it's slightly confusing. Um. But. So, like I was saying, if you can't warm up to at least one person in it, you you kind of by by nature you pull back, and I I completely understand that because th- for all of their um, the the meta barons live by a code much like Bushido, the way of the warrior, so they they have a sense of honor and a sense of purpose, but they're still barbaric. Right. It, it, it's like a a tribe in Africa how they do the the uh, the, the the genital mutilation on their own. It's like they're, they're willingly hurting their offspring just for a sense of this this code that they have and that must be appeased for what reason? Mm-hmm. Just to enter into a cycle that's going to end just like your predecessor cycle. Like all the meta barons. Most of the meta barons die at the hand of hands of their own kids. So what to what to what do you aspire to in life? It's just 
I'm going to raise someone to um, act the same way I do that's going to culminate in the same end that I do? It's like, so what's, what have you gained? That's that's the the thing that I often wonder about this series. Like, what what is the purpose of this these tra- these traditions? It, it, there's there's no advancement. They all end the same way. Yeah, mm-hmm. there there are different wrinkles in each story, sure, but the the pretty much each meta baron meets his end at the hands of something that he brought into the world. I mean, maybe that's Joe Yodorowsky saying. That um, you know, we we kill our parents, and our parents and our offspring kill us, and their offspring will kill them. And by kill, I don't mean thrusting something into their bodies. They, you know, to kill them. The the children are often we often cannibalize our parents. I mean, by by our nature, they 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 infuse us with their their likes, their dislikes, their beliefs, their traditions. They they dump all these things into our young brains so when they are in a sense altering what is there they're tainting us it's it's not akin to mutilation but i can see what he's trying to say uh in this book so maybe he's just saying that we as a species we devour our predecessors in order to ascend and they our our offspring devour us in order to ascend that's just the way of the world i guess hmm it's not, you know, happy, feel-good kumbaya stuff, but it, it, it's it's sometimes the way I think things work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's I, I feel like you're, you, you have a much better connection to what Yodorovsky's trying to put down than, than, than I feel like he does with, like, you're like that awesome game guy that lets you figure out how to play a game much faster than if you had to figure it on your own. Okay. Like hearing you talk about it makes it seem. But that's just because I've read all of it though. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You don't have the benefit of seeing the entire sphere. You're just looking at Mm -hmm. one facet of it. So I don't know, but, but to get you to, to get to that point where you can see it all, that's a lot of reading. I mean, this book is, this is just the, the meta Baron's cycle and it's, um. Oh, why would they put page numbers on the first books and not on the later books? Let's see. So before they stop numbering, it goes five hundred and twenty-two pages, but there's about mm-hmm. twenty-five, thirty pages after that. So let's just say. 550 pages for all of the the Meta Baron stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's not counting all of the other uh, Meta Baron's related books. You know, there's the one that um, Travis Charest did, like the weapons of the Meta Barons. And then there's, um, I think there's uh, books that focus on certain characters that were done in... Um, late 2000 and then early um 2010s that the 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 uh the last one was done in 2016 conrad the anti-baron so this thing is still going on Mm -hmm. 
Yodorovsky's not he's not abandoning it. This is his magnum opus, and he's probably going to keep doing it until he dies. Mm-hmm. There's gaps in it in his level of in, uh, involvement, right? He'll go for a couple of years not having done a Metabaron thing, but then it always comes back. So I hope he never does. I hope he never stops. And you stay up to date pretty much? No, I haven't read the uh the last three. I read the okay. um I read the uh, Travis Charest mm-hmm. and um what's his name? Zoran um is it Hanatov or, or Janatov? Whatever. Um but I did not read the last two. The uh Wilhelm and Conrad. I haven't read those. Mm-hmm. I have them. I do I? I may have them, but I, like I said, I haven't read them yet. It's awesome shit, but your mileage may vary. But that's cool, though. We don't have to all groove on the same thing. This one was for me, I guess. Everybody gets yeah. one. Yeah, everybody gets one. Are there thousands? So there's thousands of pages of this stuff. Uh, if you include the Inkle and yeah. and the Techno Priests, yeah, yeah. The ankle's huge. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. I mean, I've had the ankle ever since it got published, and I now I'm wondering if what I would think when I read it. Well, would you say if I didn't like this, I'm not going to like the ankle? No, I think the the ankle's more. It's more psychedelic sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Uh, where and it's also more tarot card inspired. The the main character's last name is DeFool. So mm-hmm. <laughs> take it from there. But yeah, I, I think it's it's more um it I don't want to say more lighthearted because Metabarons isn't lighthearted at all. There there's a there's a giddiness to the inkle parts of it where it's you just have to read it. Just mm-hmm. read it. Yeah. And it's Mobius. You can't go wrong. Okay. Not all of it, but a lot of it's Mobius. You know, I'm going to kill my kids. Ooh. I don't, we don't hear them. I do. I, I just did. Yeah. I got to say. We didn't before. Never, ever count Nintendo out. Like, what? They got, they got the Switch. Oh, the they, Switch. Got, they got the Switch. Vinny got a PS4. He's wanted one, okay. but I never ponied up for it. But we finally got him a PS4 with Madden, all, all the stuff he loves. Um, they are monopolizing the Switch. Like Mo- Super Mario Odyssey, they won't stop playing it. Mm-hmm. And it, it never ceases to amaze me that, yeah, the PS4 and the Xbox, whatever they call it now, Xbox, mm-hmm. whatever, um, the graphics may be better. And the processing mm-hmm. speed may be faster, but these Nintendo games, they're just so much, so well created. Like the Super Mario Odyssey is amazing. Have you seen it? Uh, I mean, I've seen like reviews of it online. I have not. It's phenomenal. You get a hat and you can throw the hat at something, like a living mm-hmm. thing, and whatever the hat lands on, you can become it. There's a friggin' T Rex in the game. Mario can jump into the body of a T Rex. And you can just, des- you can walk around and destroy stuff. But that's what they're oohing and on upstairs because they're playing Super Mario Odyssey. Mm, okay. Yeah. And me- Nina does not play video games. To get her to play games, it has to be a big deal. But when mm-hmm. she saw the Mario, she's just like, give me them controllers. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. I just, that's a tangent. But, um, so no, we, that's, we that's done good. with this here? I guess, yeah. I mean, you know, normally we go through everything, and but the combination of this not being a very long book, I mean, again, it was really more of two, two comics, two comics instead of six, eight, ten, uh, and just not vibing with it. I guess so. Okay. I mean, well, I just, I, I forgot, wish we weren't. I forgot to praise Mr. Jimenez because doing technology is a, a very special discipline. Illustrating mm-hmm. technology well is not something every illustrator uh, uh, can boast, right? Mm-hmm. Do, doing organics is is another discipline. Um, doing architecture really well is a, is another discipline. Jimenez does it all well. The mm-hmm. he I, I think like the the scenes with the giant um, spaceships belching out little fighters i mean that scene's amazing and then the the panel with othan holding the body of his dead son it's heartbreaking and then he'll do the the giant columns of marble and and the castle and just all these troops around it like he he pulls out and does the the macro and he'll zoom in and do the micro when you can see the flesh all the 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 scarred flesh of um the uh the original um, the Baron, you see how his skin around his eyes is all ripped, and it's it's amazing the the, the mastery this guy displays in every frickin' panel. And it's not only line, it's color, it's design. Like every panel is just a home run. So for me, it's a great combination of awesome mythology, great story, phenomenal art. That's maybe why I vibe on it. The I have read similar things where the story is akin to this, where the art wasn't mm-hmm. as good, and I didn't, I didn't gush because I think it's a great combination with uh, Yodorowsky and Jimenez. It's just one of those um, uh, ma- uh, masterful pairings that just happened. McCartney and Lennon, you know, um, it doesn't happen often, but I think this mm-hmm. is one of those great peanut butter and chocolate moments. Like, I, I love the Techno Priest, but Fred Beltran is no Jimenez. I mean, he's great, but <laughs> that that work doesn't have the spark that I think the Meta Barons has. Right. It's But it's it's phenomenal. It's just not this. This is on a whole different level for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's drive this bus around a corner and talk about something else. What do you got? Well, let's uh, let's let's roll to um, from from classic European comic to fresh off the shelves American comic. Oh, nice! Let's talk Doomsday Clock number <gasps> two. Yeah, yeah. Let me get it here. Doomsday Clock number two came out Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It is the um, as Jason said, the second issue in the sequel to. Uh, Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons' masterpiece, Watchmen, um, integrating, so they say, I haven't seen it yet, but integrating the Watchmen characters into the DC universe. Well, you saw it this issue. But did we? Did we really see it this issue? I'm not so sure. Wait, what? I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is the 
the Earth of the the current DC universe. I'm wait, not, wait, 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 wait. What? I'm not completely sold that that's the Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Well, explain that then, because I didn't pick up on that. Well, um, in in terms well, okay. in terms of story, um, V ruthlessly atomizes a group of people in order to perform this quantum tunneling um, where he has outfitted the owl ship with protective uh, shielding in order to parse dimensions. Um, and it's, uh, it's explained in the book, um, you know, weak energy, strong energy, uh, all, all of these, these four forces come together that enable the owl ship to trans- traverse dimensions. And it had to be done with a, a uh, an atomic explosion. And to do that, he blew up a bomb that just obliterated a shit ton of people. And that, that's, v, that's Veet for you. You know, um, you gotta, you gotta crack eggs to make an omelet. Uh, so he, they, they end up in an, in another dimension, so to speak, where the, the Batman resembles our Batman and Lex Luthor is very much like our Lex Luthor, but I'm not entirely sold that it's our our Earth, meaning the DC Universe Earth, because hmm. number one, the comedian's running around. If that's so, true. So maybe there's a mm, there was a comedian true. on our Earth that never revealed himself. I don't know. And like like Dap said, there's this ongoing battle between Wayne Industries and and Luthor. Uh, over the meta, the, the meta gene. So that's not currently going on on our. Also true. I just I, I don't feel it doesn't feel mm-hmm. authentic yet. Mm. You guys got me thinking on it now. I didn't. I just I just assumed this was John's taking liberties, setting up a little bit of a different status quo. But but that's interesting. And the and and Batman seems a little bit laid back because when when Warshock worms his way into Wayne Manor and finds the Batcave. Isn't Batman's first re- reply to him like "You ate my food"? You ate my breakfast, bro. Like not subdue not who him. Who are you? What are yeah. you doing here? You know, I'm you, impressed. Dude, you found it's like the you layer. ate my food. Yeah, right. It just—I don't know. I'm not entirely convinced. All right. Well, wait. Let's let's fork this then. Let's say in issue number three or four, it becomes clear this is in fact the DC universe. Okay. Is that frustrating to you? No. It's just there's just things going on that were not foretold or or were okay. not shown to me. I can live with that. I mean, maybe this takes place further down the timeline of the current mm-hmm. DCU. Like, who? Maybe this metahuman thing will pop up somewhere. Like, I right? Don't know. Okay. So no, that's fine. I don't care if he's if he's playing it fast and loose with the the sequence of events. That's fine. But right now, this doesn't feel like. DC Universe Earth, whatever mm-hmm. number it is. What is the number of the Earth in the DC Universe? Does it have one? Because Earth one is it? You're, no, isn't That's Earth the wrong guy? Earth two is the the graphic novels. No, Earth isn't Earth one the the graphic novels that they came out with that do the you know Batman year. Oh Lord, not yeah, not, yeah, young, I, not year I one. Yeah, I was being stupid. I love that we got Nathaniel Dusk in here, right? Gene Cole. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I love that Rorschach's completely enthralled by it. He's like, hmm. <laughs> but look at this art. 
right? I I think this is a level of mastery from Gary Frank that we have not seen to this day. I mean, I always thought Gary Frank was super solid, but this, mm-hmm. he is doing himself very proud. You know who I see in almost every panel of this book? Who? Maybe Dap knows. Dap, what artist do I see in almost every panel? Look at the faces. I'll, I'll give you a hint. When um, we're in the bank and the marionette asks the teller, who knows how to open the safe? And yeah. Who, what artist is that? Look at the face on the bank manager when he's all pissed off. And then look at the panel when he's pointing the finger. Who does that look like? See, if I say John Severin, it's just going to say no. You say John I've, Severin, you would hit the bullseye. Because, but that's that, that's what I've I've usually always seen. I mean, even really? though, not, not 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 the Incredible Hulk, Gary Frank from Peter David's day, but like Midnight Nation, uh, Supreme Power. Uh, there's yes, I've I've seen um, All right, then. not even the Supergirl stuff of Peter David, but lately. Yes, absolutely. I see tons of John Severin in this work. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good person to emulate, man. Not even emulate. I mean, if he influenced you, then brother, you're okay in my book. I, I he's still he he's up there with um, Kevin McGuire with with these facial expressions. With mm. with uh, I mean, never mind the, the mom, of course, who has to just go by his his expression. But even when even when Marionette realizes that she um, she slices off the finger on the hand, it's good, and and she's like, "Oh shit!" Well, oops, uh, and it, that yeah. just that that the, whole the, page and the panel where then, she says, "Do you have your lockpick?" And he, he yes, that it's a subtle expression too. Like it's not. That's the thing. You could hit a home run with the bank manager going, what the fuck? You just told... Like, that's not a difficult expression to pull off, but one of Jason's like, yeah, dog. Like, that. Mm -hmm. that's a subtlety that not everybody can capture, and that panel is Mm -hmm. awesome. Yep. And this is a book where I think it, it... The color plays... Color is necessary, because Frank doesn't draw everything so that... You s- the same page with the bank manager, and she has the the same slicing string that sliced off the tip of his finger. She's now pressing into his neck because she's cradling his head with her hands. And if if there was no color in this book, you may think that that was sweat on his neck. But the fact that you, because you don't see the string, you barely see the string. It's the blood that's letting you know that she's, and it, it's, it's those little subtle things that, that carry over from, from the first issue that we all pointed out, like when she was looking up at the steps and the, it's just, it's one of the things me, I found amazing too, while you're on the subject was when she picks up the picture of the bank teller's son, yep. the, the glass is not broken. But when she's telling the, the the woman, you know what, you kind of better tell us where, who can open this thing. She yep. cracks the glass with her finger. Yep. Like yep. that is just amazing. So subtle. You, I mean, if you were reading this fast, you would just totally not see that. 
or or if you didn't weren't you know attuned to detail but i i just thought i mean the kid looks like david letterman the um poor kid that uh it's just a, a little subtle touch that i thought just makes this book like wow you know I, I big picture i don't think either john's or frank are embarrassing themselves with this and, and they're huge shoes to fill for me though it is oh okay it's jeff johns and he's writing this 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 continuation of of the watchman saga and he's integrating it with you know and it's post rebirth and it's what everybody mm-hmm. with that for as as cool a job jeff johns is doing with this for me this the star for me is is gary frank i am two two issues in i'm i'm loving everything he's putting down on the page. yeah but you know i don't think it was frank's idea to do the the ink blot that mimicked the, the smile the, for the pancakes not just that the the i mean bat it's a no-brainer right but to mimic the famous death scene with bruce kneeling and the oh right right yeah. and then to mirror it with um like thugs on the one side yeah it's it's a great triple panel right there that is yeah yeah there's a lot there's a lot I liked about this, and and I'm you got my head spinning now because I just I read the whole thing under the mindset that this was them going to the new to the existing DCU, and I guess it would make sense if 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 they're kind of yeah I don't know I mean but then but then what would that say about Veed if he got it wrong? Hmm. Well, he's <laughs> he's there's I think there's only so much Veed is is aware of, and and he's. It's he's he's going after he's following Doctor Manhattan, and if it could be that Manhattan that that, that John just threw him off the scent, it could be that um, maybe maybe they're going to be planet hopping, and and these are places that Doctor Manhattan has been as as visited, and and so they're just following the breadcrumbs. It's it's only two issues, mm-hmm. and it's it's it can go in a few different places. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, this is a place with the Batman and, and, and with apparently a comedian and, and who, um, who goes to shoot Veet, who dodges of course, and, and hits Luther. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not, uh, and that's, that's even if we can say that this is actually the comedian, because we only get this one panel on the last page of the issue. So it, it, it could just be um, something else could be it could, could, someone else could be manipulating things. It, it's uh, it's it's a neat enough cliffhanger to, to not that there wasn't anything before this page that would make me want to come back for the third issue. I mean, it's it, the whole issue was me wanting to see where it's going. The, the last page is just the, the last page. Actually, now that Vince pointed out Batman's just whole, you ate my breakfast remark. I could do without the whole last page, honestly. And, and then we find out next issue mm-hmm. who the hell is just firing the gun. Um, but the, yeah, I, I think um, I, sometimes I, I read a second issue and, and I'll feel that it's not as strong as the first and and you know i was kind of hoping for that same 
those same beats and 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 the, the same excitement and uh i don't often i don't always get that and this though i can't um it's it's weird i, I read this whole thing and now just now talking to you guys about it i'm recalling the last part of the first issue with the superman's dream that has nothing to do with this issue and i didn't miss it i i wasn't i, I didn't read this going well where the hell's the whole i want to know more about you know superman's dream and waking lows and i that wasn't here at all and i don't care i just when i'm read these two issues so far i'm just in the moment and and yeah you know this is interesting because coming at this issue now with the idea that this isn't the final destination well let's let's accept a few premises i I do think for sure that dr manhattan did go to the main dc universe because we know from all the things that we've gotten that he is the one responsible for the stuff that happened that caused the reboot so i think that if they're not there yet that is where they're heading they are heading to the quote-unquote real DC universe. But if they're not there yet, that would also, I guess, make more sense because this whole thing with the Superman theory that's going on, and then they give you the back matter that's not going on in the main DC right now either. So, so yeah, so I guess I was just thinking it was some, sometime in the near future, all this is going on and he's just giving us the setup, but maybe that's not what's happening. Um, but there's it, some dumb things. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Um, it was just in regards in the near future because it, 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 it can't really because when Adrian is at the library, all the articles he's looking at are for this month of this year. Oh, okay. He's uh, there's a new theory on concentration of metahumans in the United States. And that's uh, that was dated December 7th. There is a article from the daily planet with a hideous, uh, author portrait of Lois Lane dated December 20th. Um, so it's, it, it can't be that near in the near future. Okay. Uh, well, there you go. Okay. Well, hmm. so maybe you guys are right. No, we, maybe we're not. Let's just wait till the next issue to, to see. Well, know. I think, okay. Either way though, there's a couple things I think are still true. One, this is a much more, for good or for bad, some people liked it, some people didn't. John's tried very hard in the first issue to both structurally, semantically, contextually pay homage to the original work. Sure. In this, I think it starts, and one of the reasons I liked it is it starts to feel like he he got that out of the way in the first issue. Almost as a saying, like, listen, I... I wanted to be really careful and almost delicate to let you all know that I'm taking this very seriously. I'm not just going to do my own thing to do it. But then the second issue to me felt like, okay, but now I'm telling a Jeff Johns story. Like now we're in it. Like I've established that this is a direct sequel. I've showed you that I have a love for the stuff, but this is now me taking these characters and telling the story that I've planned, which I liked. That's how I interpreted it. Um, I thought that, you know, we did we didn't know much about Rorschach coming out of the first issue, other than it wasn't the original. So we got an idea here that dude is a ridiculously smart and intuitive detective, right? I mean, he shows up at the at, at he shows yeah. up at, at Wayne Manor. He he immediately figures out where the you know the fake fake door is. He immediately figures out how to get in the Batcave, and it's not very effort. It makes it look effortless. 
and we know that it's not effortless to get into the Batcave. So I also loved that Veet says, okay, we're going to go find the, fir- the first and second smartest people on this in this universe. And then he said, who should I go to? And Veet says, I'm going to go find this. I'm going to go find the smartest. And that was Luthor. So him saying, you know, so I guess we're, we're to believe that Bruce Wayne is the second smartest person on earth, but Lex Luthor is smarter. Loved that. Um, not sure I buy into the idea of Veet equals Luthor, Rorschach equals Batman. I, I don't, I, I even, even though I love Watchmen, I can't put Rorschach on par with Batman. I can't do no. it. No. I just can't do it. So I'm not sure I'm vibing with that per se, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay if he wants to take that stance. I don't know if I'm going to roll with it, but, um, you know, they spent a lot of time showing us more and more about uh, about the mime and, and his and his girl, and the the scene where Doc Manhattan doesn't kill her because she's pregnant. Yeah, that clearly has to play a role here. Sure. In some way, uh, you guys, any thoughts as to why? I'm not sure, other than to show that Manhattan still had some human some humanity, but I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if there's more to it than that. And why do you call it Babum? No, no, that's so that, that's, that's the baby's heartbeat. Oh, <laughs> hearing the baby's heartbeat. Oh, I thought it was like some name. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh okay. look at the little Babum. Yeah, I was like, what a cute Babum. Uh, <laughs> you are so cute. Uh, the uh, the page where the um, owl ship pierces the bat signal. Mm-hmm. I think that's hands down the best page in the in the entire book. Mm-hmm. I would buy that page. It should be an original art fiend. Yeah, if if I were if I was dripping with money, I would buy that page. I love how the um, the owl ship moves through the panels, but the background does not in the middle three. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. Uh, it also does it in the bottom three too. It's just that sequential storytelling. That's the way to do it. Textbook. One of my favorite parts about this series so far to date are the old school page numbers that are drawn into the bottom right of the oh, page. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I knew you were going to say because that. That's pretty much non-existent these days. Mm-hmm. It's either in the middle of the page digitally at the bottom or it just doesn't exist. But it, it's... it's um. Yeah, there's it, it, again. There's just there's there's a lot for me to like here, and and marionette and the mime are are two of those at the top of the list. Um, and I was I was enjoying um, the back matter with uh, with, with you know finding out the whole thing about Metamorpho and uh, the the companies that Luthor is is uh, is acquiring, and then. Uh, Wayne decides to go after Stag Industries, which is isn't um, isn't looked at fondly right now because of the whole Metamorpho thing. Uh, in, and he's even after uh, Wayne also um, bought out uh, Dayton, Steve Dayton's company, which is you know that which a lot of people were scoffing at that, causing Wayne's stock to uh, to tumble a bit. But the um, I was telling Vince before we started tonight, before we grabbed Jason, was and and this is these are one of the things where I just it's 
I'm glad I'm not an editor because it, it these would be the little things that, that, that I wouldn't be able to to let go of. They're just stupid little hills that I would die on. And um, you know, you, you if you see the author profiles for like the Wall Street Journal and how they're drawn. And, and usually whenever someone, whenever a journalist, whenever someone is shown, whenever they show a picture accompanying someone's article, it, it's usually impressive or imposing or, or, you know, yes, you could take what that person wants to, to say as, as fact. Um, but, but this image of, of Lois biting down on the pen, I just, I can't get past how, how this is supposed to be some hard hitting, hard, hard hitting journalist and, and. I'm glad it's at the end of the issue because if I had seen it earlier on, I, I, I don't think it would have soured me like as if I was reading the Meta Barons, but it's definitely something that that stuck with me all, all, all through after I put the book down. I was like, that that's so annoying. Again, that's, that's me. Ain't got nothing to do with the entire issue, which <laughs> is pretty damn good. I, I, I will continue to say. I didn't mean to derail us there. Go, keep going. No, I was just looking at the page with the comedian, and I was wondering if all that marble was uh, from Marmola. <laughs> Bringing it back. <laughs> Bringing it back. Oh, I loved it. I, I, Two issues, and my expectations, they're not met yet, but they're getting there. Yeah, and I, I mean, even the little things like when they're recapping the scene of the bank robbery and awesome. they show her flipping in air and she has that wire and she cuts off dude's finger. Yep. And then she realizes it to open the safe, she needs dude's hand. Like, I just think that little things like that are just, they were great. Um, I, I'm not quite sure why V brings them and then lets them get into their, gears oh. them up. And then he and then he decides to handcuff them and keep them there. Be, be, no, he he, he basically why. says he 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 brought the, because even Rorschach's like why the fuck why 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 are we why are we leaving them why, why why I mean we brought them I don't understand why they're here and he says because they're they're pretty much the last criminals that Manhattan captured so Veet is hoping that by bringing them to Doctor Manhattan it will somehow bring him back and, and right. but it's remind more, him of who he used to be. Yeah, it's not so much the, the capture. It's the fact that he did not obliterate her. Yes, yeah. And the, There's and, a connection. Yeah. They're, they're a connection. They're, they're a tether to when he was last, pretty much, when he recognized humanity. Right, right. Huh. Okay. Because he didn't kill Babylon. He didn't Seriously. kill the little babum. <laughs> is you is or is you ain't my babum. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, uh superb stuff. Really superb stuff. And you gotta give a uh, super props to Brad Anderson too. The color in this thing That's is, what I'm saying. is it, it, solid. It's, oh yeah. It's mm -hmm. not just I mean, Frank is obviously Gary Frank is putting the lines down and, and he's killing it there, but I I think uh Anderson is he, he's no slouch it's not like he's not doing any heavy lifting there's there are things in here that are whatever whatever gary frank is doing is helped in some cases immensely by anderson's work yep yep yeah it's off to a, a rousing start for sure 
But I'm going to set now. But man, you guys got my got my head spinning now about this not being on that Earth. Because I guess I don't want it to. I don't want them to bounce around the four or five different Earths and figure that. Like I don't want that to. No, be we already had multiversity, spot. right? Yeah. So I can handle it if this is like the one wrong turn, but I don't want them to be like, oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want that to be why it's twelve issues because we're going to twelve different Earths. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I wanted to get on with that, but hmm. I love the. I can stare at images. I can stare at panels of Marionette for like ages, especially when she's like nice briefs to Manhattan mm-hmm. there, or or when she's you know pissed off when she finds out about dude's hand. They're just oh man, and even you could tell it, it's playing up with with what Jason's saying about you know Veet maybe screwing up by not going to the proper Earth. It's whether it's because of, of the tumor or it's it, he seems to be nervous because there's fidgeting going on earlier in the issue when before they leave their Earth um, before Mom and Marinette get onto the owl ship. He's over here fidgeting with, with a screwdriver and, and, and it's like and, and I don't recall <laughs> seeing V fidget too much ever. Right. Yeah. Um, but just following the electrons through the dimensions. Now, if you were following a, an electron stream, a stream is like a string. Who's to say that they've reached the end of the stream? Exactly, right. So they, 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 they could be midpoint or... Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. I just don't understand how he can fine-tune it. If it takes like a bomb blast to get this quantum tunneling in motion like how can it be so precise to to follow an electron stream in a in a in a right, body, right. like a nuclear a suspension of disbelief like it worked so we think but it's just it seems oh, to shit. be like you know a hail mary now now now, you, now i'm wondering if you saying that now i'm like oh shit is is this is this this year's crisis on infinite earth every earth they leave v gets to destroy and and so we're down to just the one Earth that they tried to pull out at the oh, end of Christ. Oh, that'd be great. That would be great. Yep. Oh. So good. Yeah. I would save a couple Earths. You know, mm-hmm. don't have to destroy them all. But 52, that's a lot of them. That's, that's stupid. Them. stupid. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you're not saving them all. I'd get rid of Earth X because that's when the Nazis won. But yeah, I mean, there are a few that... Uh, I don't. Would would you keep the one with Captain Carrot? Hell yeah! Want a bunch of talking animals around? Okay. Yeah. So there you go. I thought it was wonderful. Glad we can. Absolutely. Glad we can agree. Thank so Hard not to with something like this. Yeah. We'd have to be. Uh, we'd have to be some kind of fucked up to not be a fan of this. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> I'm just keeping it, keeping it 100. What, el- 100 what else have we read? I, I think, I think something else. All three of us read, um, which had a lot of um, Bob's and Vagine. Oh, nice. Oh yeah, there we go. We're getting better and better. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little book called uh, Savage Dragon by way of issue number two thirty. <laughs> By 
Eric Larson with Chris Eliopoulos on letters and Nikos Kuntis on colors. And um, I don't know if you guys read, jumping ahead real quick, the letters page, the I top did. of the letters page, this issue. I did. Uh, Jason, it explains a little bit as to why things may not, uh, might have looked less sharp last month. Um, apparently, Eric, um, there are image boards printed on eight and a half by 14 paper, and he thought it'd be fun to draw an issue on that. So it was another experiment. So um, he's he's still, you know, in this particular issue in 230, he, he kind of used a mix of um, different sized um, boards and, and mix things up a bit, just looking for that that sweet spot so he can keep working. So I will I will take that as to why things didn't look as good in 229 as they did in 228. Mm. Okay. I mean, I, I accept it, but it, it doesn't mean it was. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't. I mean, if, 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 if you wanted to experiment, that's fine. Whether or not I consider it a win, it's, I think we already discussed. So, yeah, exactly. But that's cool. I mean, ultimately I don't want to, I don't, I mean, I enjoyed last issue, even though I didn't think it was that tight visually. But uh, this was a hell of a lot of fun, man. This one was, uh, especially with the with the cut scenes between uh, the 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 other dimension the females are in, with a cool last page reveal, which we won't get to. Um, and and now they're going to uh, the 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 dragons are going to be on reality TV, um, <laughs> which is. Somewhat ironic since they fled to Canada to get away from Trump, who was a reality TV star, and now they are going to be uh, a reality TV stars. But uh, it's Maxine, and for Maxine, it's it's a way for them to make the money. It, it's um, and to kind of keep her husband safe, er, because you know why, why should he keep putting his body on the line uh, for hardly anything? Whereas now they can be able to afford to live comfortably and, and kind of stay safe. Um, Before you move on, mm-hmm. the, the great meta moment of this issue comes, <laughs> comes in that page. When, yes. The second page, second panel. Yep. Malcolm and um, family are sitting down at the, the table and uh, she's trying to convince him to do this reality TV thing. And he, he's like, I don't have to tell them all of our dirty details. And she's like, I'm constantly telling them all, all of our dirty uh-huh. details. He goes, have you seen issue 228? <laughs> it's gushalicious. <laughs> and then there's a caption box, Sea Savage Dragon number 228. Yep. Like, that is pure gold. It, it's, it's if Maxine and Malcolm are living, breathing entities that, relate their stories to eric larson and he just captures them on on paper it's amazing and it just it's one damn panel and it's it's just beautiful it's a thing of beauty yep i'm even digging kevin's side story do you know who kevin is it well just based on what they've said in the past two issues it it is he is dragon's brother his half brother his half brother well okay yeah yeah. Um, related, okay. Rapture's... Same mother, same father? Same mother, Rapture. Okay. Um, oh, no shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's, oh, yes. All right. And um, she did. Was she dead though? Well, I didn't, well, <laughs> well, in Dimension X, anything is possible, right? I was so say she ain't dead. The his mother is dead, as Eric Larson has proven. There are multiple versions of all these characters running around. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, the spoilers, if you haven't read Savage Dragon two thirty, the last page, Rapture appears. In Dimension X. And if you've been a, mm-hmm. a long-time reader of the book, you know Rapture dead. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what what's going to go down. Whether if it's an alternate Rapture, which probably will be the case. Or if it's... He'll find some way. If he wants to do the genuine article, he could find a way to bring her back, I guess. Right. But um, uh, just for the books, uh, Kevin's code name is Thunderhead. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think they said they they cited that. I don't think I've ever seen no, not yeah. But yeah, it's, it's Thunderhead. And um the cool thing about Rapture is her name is Sharona Jackson. And she is related to the Jacksons. I think I remember that. Yeah. Like um Janet Jackson's her niece. Michael's. Oh, you mean like 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 the Jackson family? She's related yeah. to the Jackson yeah. family. Oh, I yeah. thought you were saying like the Jacksons were some savage dragon. No, and I was Le- like, oh, I don't know who they are, but okay. Janet, oh, Le- hilarious. Latoya are her nieces. Michael's her nephew. Tito oh my god, and- tell me we're going to see evil Tito. <laughs> no, <laughs> Tito, give me a Tito. Is there is there any other Tito? <laughs> it's garbage. Um, no, I it it's it's an amazing the levels of um, nudity and violence that. Eric is, yeah. yeah, it's like, just when you think Maxine doubled over, guzzling the product of her and Malcolm's lovemaking was the tip of the iceberg, it's, no, it's not. I mean, there is near constant nudity in this issue. In Dimension X, it's, it's, um, Alex Wilde, um, you guys know who that is? The dark haired one. She wasn't Dragon's old cop partner, was she? Yeah, yeah. She was in the very first... So she's in that blood and gut? Okay. Yeah, right, she's okay. in the very, very first issue of Savage Dragon, and she's been yep. in the in the, the book. There's a There was an on-again, off-again uh, romantic thing with her and the Emperor Kerr Dragon, the, the mm-hmm. original Savage Dragon, um, but he never really committed, and she would say... She would pull back, and then she would dive in she would pull back it was going on forever um but that came to an abrupt end what in 250 not 250 um 225 when when that thing happened in 225 so we won't be seeing that anymore should we reveal that for anybody who hasn't read we yeah, haven't go ahead we've talked about the last three issues in detail so well we i don't really think we got into the OG. No, we didn't get anything before that because Jason. No, I know, but I'm saying if we, I mean, yeah, the OG's dead. Yeah, right. Yep he he blew up. They injected him with Malcolm's blood in 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 hopes of saving him, but uh, he exploded. So, but I mean, could he really be dead with the the uh, um, healing factor that Malcolm has? Like Malcolm's lost mm-hmm. three quarters of his head 
and he's yeah. he's revived. Uh, he's, the the original dragon lost limbs, and and he grew them back. So I mean, dead is is a very fluid term in in the Savage Dragon universe, um, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Jennifer Murphy, who is uh, Smasher, who had a love interest, who was married to the OG dragon, and then um, Angel. Her daughter, with mm-hmm. whom Mister Glum has a uh, infatuation. In Dimension X, you see the planet with the the face on it. That's Mister Glum. Mm-hmm. So, and these three are traipsing around in Dimension X, and they're naked. They're naked. They are mm-hmm. bare, bare ass naked, and they're fighting like sea serpents. And Eric does not hold back. I mean, you get crotch shots. All through this thing, not just the fuzzy part. You get the steak. You get all up in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get potato chips and all the um, and and uh, and even their captors are traipsing around naked, hanging it all out. Mm-hmm. So, but it's cool because part it was of- weird though because you you told us like you kind of you let us know before we read it that there was all this nudity and stuff. It was decidedly, that part was decidedly asexual. Hmm. You know what I mean? Really? No, it was. Like, them in the in the other world, that wasn't, like, overtly sexual. I mean, it wasn't, it was like, it was just them doing their thing. Right. But it, it's, you know? it's naked ladies fighting, though. It's naked ladies no, fighting. No, no, right. of course. But, but then, it's titillating. It's not yeah. it's right. sexual. Okay. Whereas the last two issues and then her and then the, the wife again with this issue... We're, we're just overtly sexual, right? I mean, you're right. sticking her, her puss in his face in front of her. Yeah. You get part person. of that, this issue, yeah. where she kind of, she's, they're, they're in a, a meeting with uh, Thunderhead and, and uh, Maxine's mom, and she's she moves and she just sticks her, her ass right yeah. in Malcolm's face. He's like, Jesus. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. With that. No, but you could see where it comes from. Like, Maxine's mom is a is a nympho, too. It's true, and and they're both uh, prego. Yeah, what you make of that? I think Eric may be writing himself into a corner with all these kids. Yeah, yeah. What's he? What's he going to do? I mean, how many superpowered dragon characters can you have? Are we going to have Dragon Force after a while? Like the the three kids are going to make a team, or mm-hmm. however many t- kids he had. Like they're all going to be dragons. I just think it's like. After a while, it, it it doesn't the novelty wears off of having Malcolm having kids. Like, how many? It's it it would. Oh boy, Malcolm and Maxine had another kid. You know, like how many can he have before mm. it, it becomes like? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure Eric has a, a plan for all these kids. I don't think they're mm-hmm. all going to survive. I think he realizes that three is is borderline too much already, but now more coming down. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him to kill Maxine in childbirth. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, that's the one, the thing uh, that draws me to Savage Dragon the most besides the, mm-hmm. the beautiful art. Eric will do anything. I mean, he killed off the main character. Yeah, it took him 250 True. issues to do it. He'll, but he killed off the main character. He turned the main character into a villain before mm-hmm. he killed him off. And then he killed him off. And then... He let his son take the the title role, and then the, which changed the book immeasurably. Uh, there's there's really 
no holds barred in Savage Dragon. Anything's possible. That's what I love right. about this. It's just, and what I was going to say is, I think that the whole Nazis um, invading the the Dragon Homestead and and Dragons, you know, the whole there's never mm-hmm. a time not to punch a Nazi. That came yep. straight out of his Twitter discussions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so the 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 social aspect of the the comic book uh industry with eric just let's be honest he preaches a lot on his twitter he does but there is that interaction with with the readers and his fans and just Mm -hmm. joe public and he bring he brings that to the book like that's informing the art the real world is informing the artwork and it's just amazing Mm -hmm. it's it's this is such an organic book it's it's unlike anything there's no book that walks the same line that savage dragon does can you name a book any mm-hmm. by any publisher that is this um unrestrained right uh, uh well no N- not of any of the publishers that i'm reading on the regular <laughs> and i think he's he's making it accessible to new readers mm-hmm. which is mind-boggling to me because i know the history of all this Mm-hmm. The, the 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 narrative takes uh, amazing twists and turns, and if I had to explain it to anyone, I can't even explain it. There's so much of it that I've forgotten. That I mean, but it's just it's so steeped in continuity. But this n- none of it matters in this. And the the panel where we see our ladies thrown into the jail cell that is uh-huh. a sexy ass panel. Yes. <laughs> With Alex's badonkadonk. Yep. That is a beautiful panel. You ain't uh, lying. Yeah, I don't know how much he charges for art, but I would consider buying a page from this issue, too. Look at me. What's up? Look at you. You're all about that. Uh, I don't know what he charges for Savage. I don't think he really, he really doesn't sell Savage Dragon art. He uses his trade and he sells it complete issues sometimes. That's, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but do you see now why... I'm so enamored with this book. I I can't speak to what it was like before this, but this whole little dirty romp is is pleasing me to no end. Yeah, well, it's never been this dirty. I know, so I can't speak on prior love for it one way or the other, but I damn sure am enjoying what he's doing right now. Did you see that letters column, too, with the um, dude took issue with his Trump stuff? No, I missed it. It was the last letter, and and the guy was basically saying like, "Hey, you know, like you keep saying you're not, like, you're trying to be fair and balanced with Trump, but do you really think you're being fair and balanced with Trump? How could you be <laughs> fair and balanced? <laughs> well, and then Eric was like, "Well, listen, man, like, because the guy was like, well, you know, it was, it was a case of two horrible candidates, and you got to give him a chance, you know, that will give him a chance thing." And Eric's like, "Listen, bro, like." <laughs> Like, we, like we, I'm all for giving people a chance, but dude's been a fucking disaster. So like, I'm not like, he's like, so, like, it is what it is, man. And he's like, if Hillary was elected and she was a disaster, I'd be making fun of her too, which is true. So, yeah. yeah, which is true. You know, but he's he lapses into political commentary from time to time. It's not mm-hmm. it's not overt, but just when it pushes his buttons, he'll he'll go down that right. road. Like he was more than kind to Obama. Sure. You know, oh, sure. there was nothing really to. Well, let's not go there. I don't want to have to answer tweets yeah. or anything. Yeah, I got you. Um, no, it's just 
um, I'm, I'm thinking uh, Ms. Jackson's thingamajig would probably break it off at the, the base. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's fit. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's fun stuff. It's just silly fun stuff. It is, but it's it is silly, but it's not. I mean, it's 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 lighthearted, but it's not. You know, I mean, confronting hate. There's nothing silly about that. But mm-hmm. the way Eric makes it accessible by injecting it into the Savage Dragon universe, but because he uses there's language in this issue that would is offensive on any level. I mean, the Nazis dropped the N word. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's so true. It's he's keeping it real, but it's in a cartoony shell. Like these these guys are right. are, are cliched. I mean, they have the stars and bars on their shirts. They got mm-hmm. swastikas on their 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 arms. You know, uh, it's yeah, it's very much um, the idiot faction as envisioned by the people that don't like the idiot faction so yeah uh, but he he does it with real language i can't even read mm-hmm. some uh, like it would it would upset me to read some of these panels sure the, di- the dialogue that that's how real they are mhm yeah but props yeah. to him for for bringing it you know he could he he could have just um and and it's so pushed into the red line to the other side like white power you know um alien n-word and and your 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 chink whore yeah so it's 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 so offensive and it's so so far over the line of good taste that it paints these people as more offensive i i well i won't say that but it just it's instantly you instantly hate them because mm-hmm. they're cartoon characterizations of real people, unfortunately, but that's that's what we see out there. Yeah, yeah, You're right. Yeah. So it 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 is goofy fun, but not so much. If mm-hmm. that makes any kind of sense, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I I'm monopolizing right. this shit. I, I'm no, no. Really... I mean, listen, it. it We're talking about first of all, it. It's your it's your dude, but. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, it's been it's like we said, it's been a blast. It's it's uh, I have no idea what's coming, but I I don't really care. It's, it's been fun, you know. Right. There's no way to know what's coming. Mm-hmm. He could he could find you know walk down the street and and be and meet someone and they could say something to him and then it could push the book in a totally different direction. You know what I mean? Like he just mm-hmm. he 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 goes on a whim. That's what makes this book so essential. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and shame on me for for really not bringing it as far as Savage Dragon is concerned. Only because prior to this, it was so steeped in continuity, and I couldn't. It's like Gold Digger. Like mm. how how can I mean in 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 a sense <laughs> where the, the the past history is so deep and thick? How could you bring it to the table saying, oh, and then he fights this character who, by the way, did this 20 issues ago because they're related to this character who did that 20, you know what I mean? So you have to go down the chain or the current events don't really make a whole lot of sense. But, mm-hmm. and, and I couldn't do that on a timely basis because we only have so much opportunity to read stuff. And I can't pull it all from memory with Savage Dragon because there's so damn much of it. 
yeah, yeah. I would have to do the homework, and and there really wasn't much opportunity to do the homework. But with this, mm-hmm. it's almost like a fresh start. Okay, we're in Canada. Mm. Yep. What else you got? Um. Let's see. Um. I, just a quick shout out. I, I have sung this book's praises plenty of times this year. But um, I continue in, in a time when most of the mutant books are middling to not all that hot. I continue to find all new Wolverine to be the best Wolverine uh, book and really maybe the best mutant book on the stands. So I got to give it much propers. Um it's uh it's it's just continues to be a blast. Every arc every arc's been been fun. It's uh it's doing what a lot of, of the books currently are struggling to do, which is I think a lot of the mutant books either spend too much time wallowing in the past to the detriment of telling anything new, um, or they just are such that they feel completely uncharacteristic of the characters. Um, and I know it's a tough balancing act because they are the, the two ends of the spectrum as they're telling a story, but I think that uh, Tom Taylor's been doing a great job from the start here. And uh, this is probably not a book that Dap would like very much because in this arc, uh, not only is uh, Laura uh, and her, her and Gabby, who's her, you know, her, her clone, uh, not only are they together now, but they are joined by uh, Wolvie's other quote unquote kid, Dokken. Oh. <laughs> I know Daph's not the big Dawkins fan. But, all about uh, it now. <laughs> but uh, but it, it's interesting. Dawkins is uh, is good now. And he was captured and they amputated his arm, which makes you wonder, how did they amputate his arm? Uh, but they did. He's got one arm right now. And it turns out that they are being hunted by a group called the Orphans of X, which are... All of the people that uh, not similar to like Jimmy's bastards in it's in, in a strange way. It's it. These are all of the people. Well, not all of them, but these are these are this organization is full of people that have been orphaned by Wolverine and other uh, Wolverine people. You know, like uh, all, all of that that whole lineage, and they have been searching the world trying to put together the Muramasa blade. Now, those of you longtime Wolverine fans understand the Muramasa blade is the is the mythical blade that uh, has the ability to kill Wolverine, and it was destroyed many years ago and broken to pieces. And Logan had it buried somewhere. Uh, we discover in this arc where it was buried. They now have the pieces, and they are set to forge it, reforge it, with the idea of going out and then eradicating Wolverine and all of his lineage from the earth. For because they've been responsible for so much death, but uh, yeah, it's great. I, I love Laura. I think she's 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 a terrific character. She's really coming to her own. I think Gabby's a fascinating addition because she's this cute little girl. Gabby is essentially, for those that aren't reading this book, Gabby is kind of like what you saw Laura depicted as in Logan. Okay, she's a preteen girl who has she's a clone of of Laura. So she's a preteen girl that has all of her powers, but she's even more. Laura doesn't know this, but we've seen behind the scenes that she's even more vicious. She's essentially a pure sociopath. She has absolutely no compunction about killing anyone for her own for her own purposes. So 
she could be the most deadly of them all, and yet she's this cute little girl, which is which is a, a fun juxtaposition. Um, but yeah, like I said, I mean, look, this isn't high art. This is to me just a great superhero comic, and it is telling the same kind of stories in the same way that made me a big fan of Wolverine initially. So um, I got to give Taylor props for sure on this. That's excellent. Yeah. Again, your mileage may vary. I know this isn't a book you two are going to run out and, and start reading on my recommendation, but, <laughs> but, uh, but again, I mean, I, I read all of the, I mean, I, I'm, we don't, the fact that I don't talk about them probably speaks to it, but I, I'm current on all the, all the mutant books. I'm current on X-Men blue, X-Men gold, um, generation X, um, really all of them. And, and I just don't talk about them much because there's not much to say. So this is one that is definitely worth, if you have an itch for the mutant verse, this is the one that you should be trying. I dig it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Well, it tickles my pickle. What can I tell you? I did nothing wrong with that. We all need yep. our pickles tickled once in a while. Every sure. now and then. Every, yeah, every day. Every all day, all day, every day. Every damn day. Even if it's self-inflicted, baby. Every day, every day, I'm hustling. What else we got? I was hoping to hear from from Dap. Oh, why do you want to do that? Um, yeah, I mean, mentioned it on Tuesday that I hadn't done a whole lot of reading over the weekend, and not much happened. Other than your anniversary. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a little thing like that comes up. Um, Kudos. And then a little thing comes up. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, she hasn't gotten tired of me yet. Uh, let's see. You're the best damn thing um, that ever happened to her, but that's only my opinion. I know, Foley, you met me first, Vince. <laughs> the, uh, right. First, uh, huge thanks to Mr. Stephen Water for sending me a little Christmas gift. Um, this arrived today, actually. It is the art of Star Wars The Last Jedi, and it is actually... Get um, out of here. Flip showed a few pages from uh, in, in the... Uh, I believe in the discussion group we're in. But this is... It's, it's a pretty spiffy book. Um, all the... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to... Too deep into it, but I mean, a, between you know the Ray and the Jedi steps, and and um, maybe a little bit too much on Canto Bite, but your mileage may vary on that. Uh, there's um, you know the the different different versions of Luke's backpack they they, they were toying about, but I mean you know, you've seen our books based on on movies and and the art of those movies this is uh, very similar to that and um it's it's a pretty slick presentation um i will be spending quite a bit of time going over these pages uh let's see i am i don't know if it's just caught up i did not finish last night's episode of happy so i am only an episode out okay um and i am an episode or two out from being caught up on Runaways, which I know we haven't really discussed it on the show. Um, it's uh, it's it's on Hulu, and it is based on the Marvel series, the same name. 
the casting is pretty much perfect based on who they have playing the kids in the group. Um, and there's a lot. What, what, what I like about the show is you're getting quite a bit of backstory and interaction with the parents. Um, so it's, it's, you're not just seeing them through the lens of their kids or, or judging them based on, uh, a few pages of, of what you see in a comic book. Each, each episode, um, kind of spotlights, uh, shifts the attention to, to, to one or both parents of, of one of the kids. And, uh, it's, based on what we've seen so far, if they decide to go in the same direction as they did with the first book, um, for anybody who hasn't read the runaways that, that that's going to be quite a gut punch. Um, only because we've spent so much time with these characters so far and, and it's not just a few pages or, or, or half an arc or what have you. Um, so if you're not watching that, if you feel like you know, you've been burned out on, on shows based on comic book properties, um, or if you haven't been feeling the non-Netflix Marvel shows and, and decided not to stick with this one, I, I would I would recommend it because it's not it, it doesn't it feels like it's an offshoot. It does not it, it's not steeped in the Marvel universe that, that the Marvel Cinematic Universe. At least there's been no mention of the Battle of New York or um, anything of that nature on this show. It seems to be in its own little world. So it's 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 nice in that regard where you don't have to feel like, you know, you're part of something larger. You, you need to worry about whether or not the Avengers are, or, or Nick Fury is going to show up. Um, but aside from that, I, I, I uh, I've had my eye. I, I'm, I'm going to try to read some Nightwing uh, because it's, it's the start of a new arc, I think with number 35. Um, so that caught my eye only because uh, it's, it's, um, I think it's it's Sam Humphreys who's writing it, but yeah, I just I saw that it was a new arc, and and I know that um, I think it's even a new creative team, but because uh, Tim Seeley was writing it after he and uh, Tom King finished the Grayson run, but Sam Humphreys is your writer. Bernard Chang draws it, and it looks pretty slick. Um, so the, the new arc, the new chapter is called The Untouchable. So I'm kind of looking forward to that, and um, I did read the fourth issue of Punisher the Platoon. I'm going to stick with my um, quote-unquote resolution, and, and I'm going to probably speak on that once uh, the series wraps up, because it's... it's. I think it... it it's better to discuss when when it's when it's completed it, these individual chapters as much as 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 great as they are as as uh as beautiful as they are um it's it, it it'll feel like you know let's talk about the meta barons it's not just there's just not a whole lot here where we can really kind of oh dive God. into page after page i'm just trying to bring it all back man you know <laughs> um keeping it real i keep it real bro uh <laughs> So yeah, and and I think and and the Maestros continues to. Um, oh my god! Uh, it just I I don't it's I do not know what to expect, and I love nope. it. 
Yep. I, I love that about it. It's like it, it, whatever whatever Scorsese wants to do, you know, I'm 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 there, and it looks great. Um, but so so you did see what happened to? Uh, no, I didn't read oh. issue three yet. Oh, all right then. I'm gonna I'm gonna for okay. next episode. But I got to read. Yeah, I read, he, I read two. I didn't read three. Where was yeah. he keeping yeah, was, this oh. hidden, and why for so long? Hey man, it, everybody. It's sometimes you just gotta wait for when. Uh, the time is right, like like Dan Panosian and Slots. It's like you know that, that that's kind of a timeless story that he could have done any time, really. But this is it, it's just now is when the time was right, and and I'll um I hope to have issue three read for next week as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but too. yeah, I mean those are just kind of some some hit and runs. I also was I like checking quick hits. Yeah, quick well, hits just, are good. They are, they are. I mean, it, it, it sucks for Vince if he's trying to find some some images, but well. Uh, I'll let you behind the scenes a little bit. When oh, you do the shit. quick hits, I don't usually find images. I know that, that that's what it's like and more. Uh, and I was, I am interested in um, Batman creature of the night by Busiek. Yeah, oh, yeah. I got yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, um, I'll be scoping that out. Um, here's a little tip. If you have a books a million in your area, I, I visited mine recently it mm-hmm. seems that all of the new 52 hardcovers have been remaindered. You can pick them up for like 12 bucks a piece. Nine, nine ninety seven to twelve ninety seven a piece. Um, that includes, uh, the before Watchmen stuff. Um, the new 52 proper. I noticed, um, a bunch of Batman black and whites on, on clearance. Like there was two giant, uh, shelves of just straight DC hardcovers and trade paperbacks that were remaindered. So if you have a, mm-hmm. a new, uh, a BAM in your area, check them out because these books have, um, I got Scott Snyder's The Wake, the hardcover with Murphy and, and Snyder for like seven ninety nine. Wait, what? Yeah. Wow. Damn, I wish we had a BAM. Seriously, yeah. me too. Crap. Might have to take a ride out to Pennsylvania, bro. Hey, I have, lucky. I got, I got food and cots and, and, and cots. And cots, so you can stay and, over. You don't have to drive back the next day. Alesh cots? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's keep Hopefully this. Hopefully they make more sense. Tighten right and bring it on home. This episode has been brought to you by our amazing patrons. Uh, we cannot express in uh, mere words how much it means to us that you all um, support us. Uh, it, it's it's a great thing, and we thank you so much for doing it. It 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 makes this. I I mean I love doing it. I would do an episode of, uh, every night, but my brothers they need to be coaxed a little bit. So uh. so so thank you for for coaxing them to do more because it just makes my life worth living. Uh, and and I hope we we entertain you in some and 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 um. Maybe we give you information you didn't have previously, and so we will inform you and entertain you. I hope that's the case. In your travels, I kind of demand that you check out what IDW is doing with the duck books. Because uh, the most recent book I read is uh, Uncle Scrooge, number 33. And there is a story in here called... Scare of the Sky Satellite, which was written by Carlo Cendi. The art is by Giorgio Cavazzano. Uh, Digicore Studios did the color. The The premise is that, um, okay, quack, 
is an alien who just happens to be a duck. It happens, right? Um, and he uh, he becomes close to Scrooge, and and he's hired by Scrooge. But the the gist of this story is that there's a satellite in Earth's orbit that is failing, and it's going to come crashing to Earth. And where do you think it's going to crash? Duckburg. Yes, but specifically <laughs> the exact pinpoint location. Oh, Uncle Scrooge's vault. Oh, the vault. Uncle Scrooge's money bin. Oh, no, I've got to read this. Yeah, so um, I won't say how, but the money bin is moved out of the path of destruction. This, the, the satellite comes down, but a crashes. Everything's okay because the money bin was not destroyed, but it was... It, it it shifts locations, mm-hmm. and they don't know where it is, and they have to find it. And who pops up but the Beagle Brothers, and it's it's so good. The the Cavazano's expressions are are just gravy on this thing. Um, it's more in the line of William Van Horn than it is Carl Barks, so the lines are much more expressive. Um, not to slight Barks, but Van Horn has a much more animated line than Barks. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a fact. Um, but these things are just they're just a joy to read. Cover prices, I believe, is is three ninety nine on this. It it you should be adding these duck books to your your uh, your order. And that's not it. I mean the the sky satellites just the the tip of the iceberg. There's um. There's a Dan Yips story in here. Um, there's one, two, three stories all told in this issue. So it's just a whole bunch of duck goodness um, for not what I consider not a whole lot of money. The The Sky Satellite story is, is the longest. And the other ones are maybe, f- you know, four to, to eight pages. Two, let's see, one is a one-pager and the other one is a three-pager. So you get three stories. Gyro Gearloose is in here. But it's Duckburg. It's Uncle Scrooge. Mm-hmm. There's no lose to this. Just get it. Uncle Scrooge. What is it? 33. 33. Yes. I can give you my copy. Okay. Okay. All right. Because I, I buy the um, the hardcover collections. I also get them okay. in singles, but then I'll I'll double dip and buy the hardcover. So I, I'll I'll give you guys this. Okay, you, you could read it. Nice. Thank yep. You. Uh, let's see. In Yo Travels, um, I am going to. You know what? I don't think I mentioned. The second issue of Wade and Somni's Captain America, number 696. I am kind of digging uh, this Steve Rogers crossing this great land of ours. Um, this particular issue, he decides to um, stop off at a uh, little town north of Atlanta. Um, and the, uh, there's a new swordsman in town. Um, 
he, who's the inheritor of the mantle since um, the old one, the original's dead. Uh, so the swordsman is going to drown this town because he's going to uh, destroy the dam. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cap has to stop him. There's a pretty cool two-page spread where uh, Somni gets to draw a fight scene. Uh, it, it's it's just it's it's such a good-looking book, and I like that. Um, what issue number was it? I'm sorry. This would be number six ninety-six. Oh boy. Uh, but it's it's the old Captain America outfit from the John Byrne, the Mike Zack, the Paul Neary days, and mm. and uh, I, you know, as as practical as. As the the quilted armor and and the helmet and the streamlined boots and and everything, it's as much sense as that made. Um, there's something about this look, especially in the hands of Chris Somney, especially when the words are coming out of his mouth that are written by Wade. Uh, it's it's comfortable. It it it's it's familiar. I. I appreciate that. I like it. So uh, it is definitely a 180 from where we've been with Captain America the past couple of years. I'm not going to complain about that. Uh, so far, these are pretty much, I mean, these these two issues, we're, we're done in ones. I, I, uh, I'm guessing we'll probably, it'll be leading into something bigger if, um, if, if Wade uh, has some plan. Uh, but it looks like next month, the next issue, 697, he faces off against Craven the Hunter. So, um, what? it's, yeah. So it, it'll, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I am, because I don't think, I don't think Craven's dead anymore, Vince. Bones me out, but I, I, I don't, because I think I saw, I, I think well, I he saw came back in the brain trust, didn't he? Or was that the son? That was his daughter. The daughter. No, I know it was the daughter, but I think his son was around too during the brain I trust his son era. Was like a game show host or some shit, but uh, yeah. So I don't. Um, yeah, I'll I'll just I'll be looking forward to that issue. But this is uh, it's. I mean, it's 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 nothing heavy. There, there's there's nothing. It may not even be groundbreaking, but it's uh, if considering where we were with this character a few short months ago, it's um, <laughs> I. I'll so that's all done. Take this. Oh yeah, Secret Empire wrapped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah the fallout of that. This is based. I mean, this is the fall. He's he's basically trying to uh, whether you can say he's trying to hide or or um or just he he's he's keeping a low profile. It, it's just him and his motorcycle and and his old school flip phone. Um, so he can still touch base with touch touch with the uh, trace with Sharon, but for the most part, um, he's just trying to uh. Get the stink off him from uh, not from when, not because of the writer, but basically because of the storyline. So, but was it true or was it a ruse? Was it just um, this um, contrived cosmic cube? I what, didn't. Was he a traitor? It. I'll have to defer to Jason. Um. Well, yeah, no, it it was. I mean, he like that was his reality. Like he he his reality was that he was raised by Hydra. The Cosmic Cube changed reality. Oh. Did it go back? Yeah. So it never happened? No, it happened. No, it did, because people are 
Um, it, yeah, it happened. It's like people, recognize people it. remember that it happened, but now it's back. So people are kind of feeling some kind of way, but like those that remember, like that was the whole point. Like it all happened, but it didn't erase what happened all these years prior. Because reality shifted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a MacGuffin. I mean, but yeah. all, all comics are MacGuffins. I mean, sure. Yeah. It's kind of like Savage Dragon with Mr. Glum. I can't get mad. You know, not he merged. I, I can't get mad at Nick Spencer for, the, for what he did there. Why? It, it, there, there's been a million stories. That, oh, absolutely. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean yeah. Nobody is. I don't think anybody is. Um, uh, Nobody is protected. There is no. Nobody is safe. No, there is no. Um, can't even think of the fucking word for it. But but everybody sacred. Sacred. Yes. There's it nothing sacred. Be. There isn't it that, right. Be. Yeah. As much as I might want a certain character to to never behave or 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 be written in a way that you know makes me think that you know, what I've been reading for the past thirty years is bullshit. It, it there are there are still stories that that can be told and and there isn't. There's. It 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 makes that that downfall or or that that um, that reveal or that 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 deception that much more um, that much more heartfelt or, or hurtful or whatever you want to say it, it the, whatever kind of reaction you're supposed to get um, I I think makes sense so it, it's yeah no there there isn't I I agree with Jason it, it's not you know it however you may feel about the man himself, if, if this is a story he was telling with this character, then then that's, I mean, it's it's still, there's nothing wrong with telling this story. Yeah. We are a little bit hypocritical because when Slot yes. made Peter the CEO of a multi-billion dollar corporation, we kind of cried foul. Didn't feel well, right. Yes, no, for you and I, it didn't feel right. And for a lot of people, they were digging it. Even Raph. Raph loves it. And Yeah, I and, didn't mind it. Well, Raph is nuts. Right. I right. love him, but, no, he's but again, nuts. It's, it's all about do you have sacred cows or not, right? Yeah. Like I, I'll just... never forgive Jeff Loeb for turning Wolverine into a dog. Right. Sure. But me, D- Dab but and I were just like you, whatever. But you know, Remender wants to put Frankenstein, uh, Frank Castle in a Frankenstein, or send Captain America to an alternate dimension. I'm down with that all day. Sure. Sure. No, I just I, is what it is. It's, it depends on how sacred you hold the canon. The closer not, they are and, to the heart, the less we are. Um likely to turn yeah, away from right. certain Look stories. at the marriages. I mean, so I don't know. I forget where you guys fall, but a lot of people never got over the idea of Superman being married to Lois. And same thing, like, most people hated Peter being married to Mary Jane. Now, I think a lot of it has to do with when you started reading. For me, I I'm, I much prefer Peter married to Mary Jane. I love Mary Jane. I know you guys That's are right. different, but I'm just saying, like, it just all depends, right? Or, you know, for David, it, you know, obviously his Green Lantern is how, but uh, uh, for a great many of our listeners, it's 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 Kyle or or John, right? Or I mean, uh, um, it's just it, you know your your thing is your thing. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just we have things that we care about or, or don't care about. Or guy, and it's or guy, yes, or guy. Course, guy I know no, nobody's Green Lantern's guy. <laughs> you may like guy, but you like guy because he's guy, not because he's your Green because, Lantern. I like guy because it's weak step. That's why. <laughs> That's why. Uh, but it, it, it's this point though. It's not that I don't, I don't view us as being hypocritical because Peter Parker's the CEO. I just, I, that's not a Peter Parker that I'm 
interested in. That's at all. Not, yeah, that's and, it's, fair, and it's one fair. of those things. Where, I mean, if, if that's a logical progression for the character, if that's what Slot wants to do with them, and, and I mean, and that's fine. But that's there's not there's not much for me to relate with the character there. That's not. And and at that point, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop because it's got to happen. That's you know, Peter it Parker does, yeah. only be the CEO for so long. That's not the new status. That, that's not a long running status quo. How about the new status quo though? Him and Bobby? No. Have you not read the last issue? Is it the one about Venom? Then no, I haven't. But the last issue I read was was like major, saying? major, major change to the status quo that I'm very curious to see what you guys think. Oh boy, I guess I'm gonna is have it, to read it. Is it the Venom crossover? I, I'm talking about a, a relationship he has had of an adversarial nature for the entirety of his existence that has been flipped on its head. Well, it can't be Doc Ock because... No, different type of adversarial relationship. Jonah? Mm-hmm. Just... Well, Dap doesn't want to know, so you could text me at <laughs> Just or something. Just read. Just get caught up. Get caught up. All right. We're like three issues into the new status quo. Just read those three issues. I know Daps read the first two, so. Why the hell are you reading it? That's odd. Uh, because I, I, you know, I, talk, I talked about this when the first, I, I gave all the new Marvel Legacy uh, series a try since it was a soft reboot and just to stay with what, what, what worked. And I thought the post CEO Peter was off to a rock and start. So I'm, I'm with it for now. Okay. That's fair. I didn't care one way or the other when he was CEO. I didn't read those issues, but it didn't bother me, but I didn't read them. Mm-hmm. And um, But I, did, I dig him shacking up with Bobby and being a lovable loser again and going back to work for the Bugle. And I, I don't I think all that. She's just a placeholder for the Black Cat. No, the Black Cat's a, a, a Stone Cold bitch these days. She's a, well, she's no, a that's what I'm order. saying. Like the, the relationship with Bobby is, is just similar. Bobby's got but, it all over Black Cat. S- no, no. Bro, I don't. Think Bobby so. was co-leader of the West Coast Avengers. You better step. Oh, hey, there's a <laughs> resume bit that everybody wants. Oh, oh my I got one of the best series Marvel ever did. Fortune miniseries, yeah. When Green. Anywho, all right. Well, listen. In your travels, I'm gonna give y'all something to watch. Okay. Because this is a case. We talked about Star Wars, and we said it was unusual in that. Quite often. Critics pan something that f- that fans like, that the au- general audience will like. Star Wars was weird, and I guess some people say it was game because the Rotten Tomatoes rating by the by the fans was decidedly average, middling in the fifty percentile. Whereas the critics loved it, and that was unusual. You don't usually see that. Well, I'm going to talk about something, and I know Dap can speak on it too. Uh, that is back to the way you would normally see it. The critics have given this a rotten twenty seven percent score. But the fans have given it over a 90% approval rating. And that is Netflix's original film starring the fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith. Oh, nice. I'm talking about Bright. And I busted on Dap when he said he was watching it because I had yeah, seen you did. So, well, I had seen so many. It got panned. I mean, it like came out and the people. I mean, I saw things like reviewers were saying it was the worst movie ever made. Like, I mean, it was that kind oh, of thing. come on. No, so I was like, but then... Uh, Dap watched it, and a couple other folks were online. Jay Tomio, a couple other people said, you know what? I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was all right. Daryl kind of liked it. Um, I don't even know what Dap thought of it. We haven't even talked about it. But um, but I uh, I love Will Smith. 
I mean, uh, Bad Boys is one of my all-time favorite films. I've always loved Will Smith. So, so he's an easy mark for me. I mean, well, he can be in a bad movie, and I'm, I'll tolerate it. Um, but yeah, so I gave it a try. You know, I'm home. It's holidays. It's Netflix. So I put it on, and uh, I freaking enjoyed the hell out of it, man. Listen, it's not high art. I mean, this isn't Citizen Kane, but fucking who cares? It's dude. It's 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 very simple. It's Bad Boys meets Dungeons and Dragons. It's a world. It's our Earth, but it's an Earth where magic exists. There are fairies. There are elves. There are orcs, centaurs, and um, and Will Smith is a grizzled, almost ready for retirement New York or LAPD uh, beat cop named Daryl Ward, and he is partnered up with uh, an orc named Nick Jacoby, and Nick is the first orc ever to be in the LAPD, and. Um, Nick does. Uh, Daryl doesn't want to be his partner. Nobody wants to work on the force, but Daryl's a, a stand-up dude, and he's he's a veteran dude. And you know what? He doesn't want to be partners with the guy, but damn sure he's not gonna. But it's his partner's his partner. Um, and they get caught up in uh, an adventure, a very straightforward adventure. There's been a murder. Uh, it involves a magic wand, which is a super powerful uh, object that can only be wielded by the bright, and the bright are people that are magic capable, capable of wielding uh, magic objects. And uh, there are very few there. Now many, many elves are, are brights because they're more, they're, you know, their, their blood is such that it allows for it. Uh, but they say that less than it's like one in a few million humans are brights. So essentially humans can't wield these, it's these instruments and uh, they get caught up in this situation where it's, um, you know, listen, this, this, this plot has been done a million times in action movies Two cops that are different from each other are forced into a situation where they're running for their lives and trying to protect a a victim, witness, person, however, you know, whatever, insert. In this case, they're protecting uh, a young elf um, uh, named Tika. And everyone's out to get them. The gangs are out to get them. The other cops are out to get them because everybody wants this magic wand because it's, as the rumor goes, if you can, if you, if you possess a magic wand, you can. It's like a genie's lamp. But the, the legend says you can have whatever you wish for. Now, whether that's true or not, we don't we don't know. But that is what everyone believes. So, when there's word of a magic wand, kind of like if word that there's ten million dollars somewhere, everybody wants their hands on it and they don't want to turn it in. And uh, it's a cop it's a cop adventure. But there's freaking magic and there's badass elves and there's kick ass kick ass action scenes where um, the the woman who's the rightful owner of the uh, the magic wand. Um, Layla, who is played by Numi Rapace. Oh, she looks so good. I know. She, uh, she, and she. It's her, and she's got two two sidekicks, a, a male and a female elf, and they're fucking badass. Like yeah. they take out hundreds of gang members and cops and stuff with with just their hands and, and like die daggers and stuff. They're badass. Um, and Will Smith's being Will Smith, you know, funny, heartwarming, kicking ass. It's just great. St- I thought it was great. I thought it was a great Will Smith action movie, and. They've already um, they put out that in the first three days, eleven million people watched it. They've already greenlit the sequel. All of the actors are back because they signed those contracts that they so they're all coming back for a sequel. And uh, I was really, really pleasantly surprised. And I have to say that um, if you're at, if if you hate fantasy, I doubt you're listening to our podcast. Frankly, if you hate fantasy, but if you hate fantasy, don't watch this. But if you have any kind of inkling for fantasy. Uh, I don't see how you don't love this. It's, it's, it's dope. It's dope. Um, and look, I'll just, the other, the other, um, elephant in the room is, I guess, Max Landis wrote it. And yeah. he's a, he's an absolute total human piece of shit. 
Uh, I can't dispute that. I, I was reading about the duties piece of shit. So this is one of those things where you need to separate the the art from the from the person, I guess. Um, but I frankly didn't know Max Landis was a piece of shit until after I watched the movie. I just saw the pushback on online about the guy. So uh, your mileage may vary there. If again, if you have some kind of moral ground where you're not going to support stuff by by people you think are morally repugnant, that's I can't I can't say you're wrong for that. But if if that doesn't bother you and you just you just take the work for the work, I give it two thumbs up. What'd you think that? I I enjoyed it. Um, actually, maybe not even halfway into it. Um, my wife forgot it was a movie because she says, "Well, this I I could get used to watching this show every week." And I said, "Well, that's not going to happen right <laughs> now." But but she I but we were flipping through Netflix and or we turned Netflix on and and that was that was the teaser at the start and and so it auto plays and and she's like, "Yeah, let's just let's give this a shot." I was like, "All right, I." I didn't know if I was going to see it by myself eventually or, or where it was going to fall, but mm-hmm. it was, um, no, once we fired it up and, and we're getting into it after a couple minutes, it, uh, it, it pretty much hits the ground running. There was that, there was that one scene, uh, that was very training day ish where, uh, where, where they're about to, um, where one of the, the orc gangs is going to, um, flex their muscles. And, uh, and, and it turns out though that, uh, the person, the 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 gang lord, it was good. He was offering up the sacrifice. He was offering up his son to do the kill, uh, to make him a man and and uh, prove his worth. But uh, there was a, it was a pretty cool twist because I didn't see it happening right away. Renee did, and um, and and it turns out that the the son can't really. Uh, pull the trigger because there, there something that happened earlier in the movie. Um, it, but overall it was, uh, you know, yeah. Will, Will Smith is Will Smith. It's, and because it's, uh, it's directed by David Ayers who directed suicide squad. There are quite a few suicide squad folks in this movie. Um, uh, like Bernholtz, uh, the kid who played Diablo. Um, but it, it's, it's, I, I dug the environment, I dug the world that they're in, and uh, I, I really like the interplay between Jacoby and uh, and Daryl. It was, you know, it, it's there were probably some plot holes as far as you know, orc sense of smell and 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 why he, um, you know, it, it, it was convenient for him to 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 lose the perp. At the beginning, and then, and but, but that doesn't come into play later on when it probably would have mattered. It, so th- th- there were some things that that were set up just based on convenience to move the story along. I, I thought the story overall was uh, was entertaining. It was it was, and it was it was it was a pretty funky piece of eye candy. I would uh, like Jason said, I'd, I'd I'd recommend it as well. Cool, yeah. I'm glad. I like I said, it's uh, it's it is what it is. It's not, uh, you know, it's not. It's not high art, but there are worse ways. Right, yeah. yeah, There are worse ways to spend 90 minutes. For sure. I'm on it. You should be. It's, yeah, it's, you do, I can't see how you wouldn't like it. As soon as I get the time, I'm there. Nice. And we uh, would ask you if you have some extra time to hop on our uh, Patreon joint. Jason, what's the URL? 
Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash 1111 O'Clock Comics. And as we mentioned on the Tuesday episode, in the next week or two, we will be making some updates and tweaks to the tiers. And we will walk you all through that on, we'll put a post up on Patreon and in the Facebook group explaining the, the augmentations. And like we said on Tuesday, it won't be anything, we won't be taking anything away, we'll just be tweaking and adding some things just to to uh, roll it out. We've been at this for a little more than six months now. We've been taking a lot of feedback. We've also lived in our in the pants of it, so to speak, in the in the terms of the rewards and, and the logistics and the pacing and all that. And so we've got some ideas to hopefully make it even better for 2018. Good deal. Yep. Thank you for being here. You know the drill. Don't make them mad. Come back next time. In the meantime, say goodnight. Oops. Did you hear that gurgle? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's the wine. Uh, David. Oh. Good night. Oops. David. Wow. I don't know, Jason. What do you think? I'm not feeling it this way. Was no, it, I, I thought I thought it was just a smidge too long. A little bit, a little bit. That's because I didn't have anybody smidge. to chat with me like like Vince was doing about the gurgling. So it's all right. Oh, I get it. It's okay. Close enough. Close <laughs> enough, my friend. Come back okay. next week. We love you so much. Join us on the Facebooks. Join us on the Twitter. Uh, the Patreon thing, check it out if you're not already a uh, patron. We would welcome you. The uh, We always have stuff on there. There's always content up there for Always. You. Jason's videos. Got one da- more to do. Yeah, Dapp's uh, contributions. He does a Dapp's reading list, what I'm, what I'm digging. He'll do all this stuff. I, the image of the day is up there. Cover of the day, sorry. Love the images of the day. Or yeah, cover, yeah, cover yeah. The day. There's some really cool ones coming up. You've been dropping a lot of good ones. Uh, thank you. Uh, but, you know, it's... Have it's you all... read every comic that you post? Would oh. you give me the stink eye if I said yeah? No, I'd, I'd be impressed because yeah. a lot of these comics I, I have not read and I think, man, that looks like a comic I would love to read. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, I, I, I well, I definitely own them because I scan them. Mm-hmm. But uh, read at least... 90% of them. Sweet. Yeah. So get in on that. We love you. Say goodnight, guys. Good night, guys. Night. When the God of love returns, there'll be hell to pay. Though the world may be out of excuses, I know just what I would say. Let the seven trumpets sound As the locust sky grows dark But first let's take you on a quick tour Of your creation's handiwork Barely got through the prisons and stores Pale horse looks a little sick 
says, Jesus, you didn't leave a hole out for me. If this isn't hell already, then tell me what the hell is. We say it's just human, human nature. This place is savage and unjust. Crawled out of the darkness and endured your impatience. We're more than willing to adjust. And now you've got the gall to judge us. The spider spins. This web, the tiger stalks his prey. We steal fire from the heavens to try to keep the night at bay. Every monster has a code, one that steadies the shaking hand. He's determined to accrue more capital by whatever means he can. Oh, it's just human, human nature. We've got these appetites to serve. You must not know the first thing about human beings. We're the earth's most soulful predator. Try something less ambitious the next time you get bored. Oh my lord. Just want light in the dark, some warmth in the cold, and to make something out of nothing sounds like someone else I know.